0: With the first pick in the D.A. draft.
1: Welcome to With the First Pick podcast. We are here joining you all again. Uh, I have Jose and Taylor as always. How are you doing, fellas?
2: Danny, you said we were starting a new season, season two. So I thought we were going to have at least a break. But I feel like you're you're Adam Silver and I'm LeBron James, and you're just telling me the season's about to start yep, in like seventy yep. days. We gotta just go right back in, so we're back in. So I guess we have to do this.
0: No break. Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. It, it does feel like it was. It's been a while since we you did our last podcast, even though it's been uh, two weeks. But hey, the Dodgers won the World Series. Uh, we have a new president elect in this country. We got a vaccine for COVID danny slow down things.
0: we don't know what's down, these votes. we don't know how many votes were illegal or legal come on danny slow um, down on those on those vaccine yeah. talks you know don't yeah, get my hopes so.
1: up yeah <laughs> i don't know do, do the house and the senate votes count too taylor are those fraud i'm not sure i'm, I'm a little confused
0: <laughs> like yeah i'd like to know the thought process behind uh all this but you know what the i can't wait to see how it plays out it's definitely must uh Let's watch.
1: Yeah, we, we were thinking um, yeah. about, yeah, when we were thinking about, like, as Jose said, like, maybe we'll take a, a few weeks off. Maybe we'll do one podcast every two weeks. But we can't do that anymore, fellas. <laughs> uh, the season is is going to come soon here. Uh, the And, and we're going to jump right in. So uh, the rundown for today's show is we're going to cover some NBA news. We're going to do our draft preview. And when we get there, we'll talk about how we're going to do that. And then for today's draft, we will be drafting the best second round picks of all time. So players that were picked in the second round of the NBA draft, and we will be drafting those today. So let's start with some NBA news. As we were sharing, the NBA and the NBA Players Association have decided on a start date of December 22nd with a 72 game season. And their goal was to end the season right before the 2021 Olympics. Last time we talked, we talked about possibly MLK. That seemed early. And man, they, they went even earlier, <laughs> December 22nd, almost a month earlier. Their hope is to use arenas to fill up suites up to 25 to 50% based on local regulations. And with that, November 18th is still the draft. And the training camp start date is now December 1st. We just found out from Woj and Shams that that means free agency is starting the twentieth. So, fellas, we again we we are jumping right into the thick of it. We have the draft next Wednesday, and then Friday we're jumping right into to free agency and training camps December first. So, so these guys are going to have Thanksgiving, eat all that food,
0: and then just jump right into the tra- to training camp the next weekend. Well, you <laughs> That's know, funny. One of the things I was thinking about is like, not everyone's the Lakers, right? I mean, there's eight teams that really haven't played almost in a year and not everyone made it through the bubble or went as far as the Lakers and the heat did. So it really is this disadvantageous for the teams that did well in the bubble. But I mean, I want to see what the Suns are going to look like and the Hawks and the warriors and all that. So for them, it doesn't probably doesn't feel like too soon. They're probably itching to get back. So Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how those teams that did well this year load manage and try to get through that beginning of that season where they didn't get a typical break. And can the teams that have had that break, you know, take advantage, make for an exciting season. So it should be fun.
1: It's just so weird though. The timing, like how you can get assigned or if you sign a new contract to a new team or you can get traded and it's like, man, how am I supposed to move (laughs) right during Thanksgiving week? And my kids are currently in school. Like, how do yeah. you move a family and it's COVID and it's the holidays? Like, it's just such a weird time because of us finishing the season, you know, in October to all of a sudden be moving in the holidays, thinking about, you know, do you re- relocate your family? Do you not? You move during COVID. It's so da- weird.
0: Danny, they could do all their schooling virtually anyway, right? They I just, just got so hard. they so hard.
1: And you got like I what agree. two weeks to, to appear at, tr- at training camp pretty much. So, yeah, it's and bad. It's, it's wild. They're still having a an all star game, right?
2: Are they? Are you planning to have um, fans at the all star game?
1: I don't know. I just I just know that for the seventy two games, there's there's that suite twenty five to fifty percent of the suites. Yeah. So I'm not really <laughs> okay. Suites will be open. What yeah. a shocker! Oh, <laughs> yeah. so uh,
2: I do predict though it's gonna be a really crazy season. But uh, I predict I'm scared for the injuries for this yeah. season of like fatigue or just like not having the right training to get back. So. I'm actually hoping for some load management uh, for some of our stars in our, our league. Cause I want to well, see something.
0: You, e- you don't even know who the Lakers are going to sign, right? Like the Lakers might get a bunch of guys who haven't played in a while and they can carry them and win a few games. Right. I, I guess that's Anthony the goal Davis now, right? Is still young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, of, I mean, not all these teams are in the same, every team's at a different like, yeah. area yeah. of like where they're coming from. And I think that's what'll make for an interesting season, but I mean, I don't know when did the Clippers lose. Was that in October or was that September? All September. I, I was in the
2: hospital when the Clippers lost, so that was like September fifteenth. <laughs> <15th. laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've
0: been out for a long time. I mean, like there, that's just how it is. So, like most teams have not played in a long time. Yeah, I think they'll all be excited to play. I think it'll just be will they be safe enough with COVID, and will that take off, or you know how they kind of work around that.
1: And we talked about it. The biggest issue was obviously the the revenue and and money right so part of it is the nba players association you heard a lot of guys saying like man that's too early we're not going to play but then they realize like we're going to lose this amount of money especially the christmas games where they're like okay (laughs) Let's, (laughs) let's do it after all and then the other thing is they wanted to finish before the olympics and what we just saw this summer in terms of them playing in the summer i think they saw that that wasn't a good way to you know generate revenue um and going up against like the nfl and college football and other things. So I I think for them, I think it's the right thing to do, even though it it is just really abrupt and really quick. I think it is right for them to kind of make this move from a revenue standpoint. So with that, I mean, we're already getting to a lot of rumors, uh, but we do have some more NBA news, things that are happening around the league. Let's start with the Brooklyn nets. Steve Nash was hired as our coach, but he hired on Amari Stoudemire and Mike D'Antoni to join him. So, we got a seven seconds or less reunion in Brooklyn. Maybe Kyrie's right. You know, maybe they're all going to just take turns coaching. (laughs) Maybe there is no coach. What do you guys think about that hire? I mean, it's pretty good staff so far. I mean, they also have um, that guy
2: from the Spurs, right? Adoku. Um, Yeah. He's a good defensive coach. So, he's going to be the one to show up their defense. I was listening to. I think they
1: took him from the 76ers, right? I think he was with the Sixers. Yeah.
2: I was listening to um, the Ringer podcast that has Ra Bell on it, and he was saying he he was going to be asked to be on that that Brook that Brooklyn Nets team, but they got Amari first, so they were trying to get all the sons. You know, Tim Thomas is about to get asked to be a an assistant coach over there.
0: They're going to be m- must watch next year, just yeah. for the coaching staff alone. And then if Kyrie and KD are back, and if there's any type of tension between those two, or if they're just going to ball out, they're must watch. So. I I hope they're all back and all healthy. It should be fun.
1: Other news coming out of Utah. Ryan Smith, 40 years old, the Qualtrics guy, has bought the Utah Jazz from the Miller family for $1.6 billion. That also included the arena. So, guys, the Qualtrics guy bought the Jazz. I think what is interesting about this and why it's worth mentioning is I think the Jazz are right now in a moment where they got to make some decisions about their players, Gobert, and, and all these other, you know, decisions in terms of what their team looks like moving forward. Something about Ryan Smith, he's been a lifelong, like, Utah Jazz fan. And so just to have a young guy come in there, very different than the Miller family, who's, who's much older, the owners. So for him to come in there, um, I think he's going to be more of a hands-on owner. So I'm really excited just to see what that looks like for, uh, for the Jazz and, and their fans. I think he just bought the team so that they could trade Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <wanting> them to... <laughs> like I need to make sure they're
2: trading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, so we'll still be mediocre.
0: Like. They're just going to be yeah. mediocre forever. So <laughs> you can't trust you as a Rockets yeah. man. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy go
1: for the number two pick. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking of the Rockets, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have hired Daryl Morey five year deal, $60 million to be the president of basketball operations and Elton Brand also got his contract extended as the general manager. Man, it, it, we, we thought Daryl might take some time and, and uh, we were worried that maybe the China stuff was going to delay him getting a job. But man, that was quick with him getting a job. And it, it's interesting because a lot of the reasons why people were saying Doc Rivers got let go from the Clippers was he wasn't listening to the analytics team. <laughs> and uh, so we'll see what Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers coming together looks like
0: they have some time together. They got their start together at the Celtics. So they have a, they have a previous relationship. That's positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't have brought on Daryl if, if Glenn and him didn't get along. So yeah, it'll be good.
1: Speaking of, of Glenn, he's putting his coaching staff together. He's hired Popeye Jones, Sam Cassell and Dave Yeager. I think that 76ers team is starting to take shape. And, and by all accounts, it seems like they're trying to figure out what, Embiid and, and Simmons are gonna look like together. There have been some rumors of like the Sixers really pursuing Harden. I know Taylor doesn't even want to hear any of that, but they're there's <laughs> Danny. Every
0: about- every team in the NBA is pursuing James Harden. Like, yeah, <laughs> what what's new? Hey, who wouldn't want James Harden on their team? So. But
1: you know, I'm interested, like the like the Nets to see what the Sixers team looks like. I think it's it's interesting to see how it's kind of coming together. Uh, so I'm excited for, for the East. I think a lot of things are happening in the East.
0: They just brought in Daryl Morey to, to find a way to trade Al Horford's contract. <laughs> so they're like, You're, you've you traded some bad contracts like Ryan Anderson and some of these other guys. Like, why don't you work your magic with Al Horford? That's worth the, you know, $60 million alone.
1: That's true. That might happen. But speaking of Morey, he took out a full page ad to thank the Rockets, Houston, the city, and to actually thank James Harden. And so he's moved on, but the Rockets have also moved on. Steven Silas is now the new coach of the Houston Rockets and John Lucas, another guy that was up for, for the coaching gig um, seems to be hired on as an assistant. Uh, Taylor, this is your team. This is the news you've been kind of waiting for. What do you think of the decision here?
0: Yeah, we, I mean, we love it. We're excited. We think Silas is probably the one of the better coaches we could have gotten. And with his offensive genius, what he's done with Luca what he's done all over the NBA, and I don't know if the Rockets could have done better, especially if they're not going to pay, you know, eight to ten million a year for a coach, right? Um, and so obviously he hasn't coached before, but the players like him, you know, when he speaks and when he talks, you feel confident and comfortable, and he sounds like he'll do things a little bit differently than Tony, which I think is good, right? We just need to see some change, and if he really wants to, you know, put Harden more off ball and move him around and and do those things, then. and let them shoot two pointers then you know Rockets fans might be a little bit excited because they know the type of talent they have so it's a it's a good move we think
2: yeah I mean you have the best center in the league in Russell Westbrook so (laughs) a a pick a pick and roll with James Harden and Westbrook you know it's who can stop he did that? Say, you know?
0: He did say he wants someone taller, so so it'll be <laughs> when free agency starts. It'll be you know, is it Surge? Is it Aaron Baines? Who are some of these other bigs out there that they can try to get, or is it just going to be a bunch of undrafted, you know, centers? And there's no no uh, no summer league to, to to try them out here. So we'll see what happens with the who wants to be the big man. Look, there's no competition. You're coming there, starting. So hopefully that'll be a draw for some of these bigs. But no Dwight. I know that there's rumors that Dwight Howard to come back to Houston. Uh, we, we don't want that, so we don't need that.
1: <laughs> uh, so we, we do have a, a little bit more news. These are these are just quick, but I thought we'd mention them because what we're seeing is a lot, a lot of big-name coaches are, are joining other staffs, which is really interesting. We have Nate McMillan, former Indiana Pacer coach, who's going to be going to the Hawks, joining Lloyd Pierce's staff. And we also have Mo Cheeks. He's going to be joining the Bulls uh re- rejoining billy donovan to to coach the bulls out there does, does okc even have a coach yet <laughs> I don't know. what's going on with it? I, I don't know why i'm not prepared for this do they even have a coach? i, don't, do they I don't think so <laughs> i don't think they have, have a coach starting like next week <laughs> well okc better get on that i think there's still the team without a coach so not sure what's happening there um the the last bit of news here is I never thought I'd say this, but the Toronto Raptors might be the Nashville Toronto Raptors for this upcoming season. Just because, you know, going into Canada means going to a different country and just with COVID and different things going on, that travel can be tough for teams. And so that might mean the Toronto Raptors playing in Nashville for the upcoming season. That's wild, but. It looks like that's what's happening.
0: Well, I hear there's like ten other cities that are everyone wants the Raptors. Um, I also heard that it's more likely to be somewhere in the northeast and the east than than in the south. But everyone, Missouri wants some. Um, who, 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 hey, let's get the NBA franchise for a little bit. But if you can't go to the games anyway, or they're limited, maybe the impact will be different. But maybe over time, I feel like know, the or, least they could do is get it to Seattle. Se- yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, why not? It. Like, but it's the and, West
1: though, right? Yeah, and they got a new arena, right? Their new hockey team, the Kraken. They they have a new arena up there. They could test out a new a basketball team up there to, to see if they're at all for a new team. I just think they continue to kind of screw over Seattle. So that's a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's too far west, especially yeah. with, with the travel and whatnot, but they can't toy with them like that. I would I would agree. Can't give them that <laughs> team and then take yeah, it away. Exactly. Too hard.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's a bit of news that's happening now. Um, again, the NBA news is about to ramp up here with, with the draft coming up, potential trade. There's a lot of rumors going on. So I'm sure um, next week we're, we're going to have way more updates in terms of news and things happening around the league. But fellas, I, in light of, of the draft coming up, let's move on to our draft preview. Now, the way we're going to do this is we're not going to necessarily just pick out random players or kind of have like a a board of of players we talk about. I want to sort of do it more mock draft style. And, And by that, I mean, I'm going to name the teams and we're going to cover teams one through five here. And we're going to talk about the team and what we think is going on, where their needs are and what pick they are going to make. So we're going to talk about the top five picks here. So let's jump right in. With the number one pick in the draft this year, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're looking for, for me, a lot of the conversations um, have been about them possibly looking to trade the number one pick. But because there's a lot of feeling that the draft isn't actually great this year, it doesn't seem like there are much teams offering sufficient enough things for for that to be attractive for the t Wolves. But what do you all think about the Minnesota and what direction that might go here?
0: Yeah, no, I think they can do a lot of different things. I think we would agree that they're probably not going to pick a center if they, if they love Carl Anthony towns. And so that probably means Wiseman, you know, the probably one of the better big men's is probably he's out there. If they could trade him and maybe get a player like a Devin Booker, like he's been rumored there or, you know, you name it, another one of these stars, maybe they would try to do that, but that's probably not likely either. So it's, you know, do they want Anthony Edwards, LaMelo ball, Or someone else, right? So uh, I would think that, you know, the rumors today were that they want LaMelo, which is like, what, really? (laughs) I thought like LaMelo wasn't going to go top five anymore, but sounds like everyone still likes him. So I don't know, it'll be interesting. I think we talked about earlier how there's three big guys, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman. I don't really know a lot of these other guys, but I would think that Edwards and and Ball would be probably where they're going to go here, unless they can find a way to make a trade.
2: I think of a team that is needy for that big, that is James Wiseman. Um, like maybe if the Cavs want to jump up or the Hornets going to try to jump up to try to prevent the Warriors from getting Wiseman. I think they that's the only way I feel like the T-Wolves might trade down. I don't even know who, what what compensation they would get though, right? Because I don't think they're going to be getting a star in return. It may – or a guy like Bradley Beal or anything like that. It'd probably be them moving from one to three, and getting maybe a prospect and the third pick, but if they're keeping that pick, I think they're taking Anthony Edwards. I, I just think it's the best fit for that team, with Carl Anthony Towns and DeAngelo Russell. You have a, you have a, you have a. I think six five six six guard who can score. He's explosive. He can score from three. He can get you to get you into that mid range. Just kind of complements uh, those other. your two best players, well, just also there's no player overlap as well. But I mean. There's no consensus, number one, like we said, and each player has their, their flaws as well. So we'll see where they go.
1: I think that is the, the – you hit the nail on the head there, Jose. I think for last year for, for Minnesota, with them moving forward with D'Angelo and Cat, I think they made a decision of like, all right, we're going to start building our future core. And I think that does become the question, which one of these guys actually fits with Cat and D'Lo on this team? And to me, I think that the answer is Anthony Edwards to that question. To your point, he has he has the size, he has the strength. I think the, the thing that does make him attractive, he's, he can play make. So that means that they're they're able to have three guys that can create their own shot or create for others. I know he can be kind of a streaky shooter at times. And I know like sometimes that's a knock on Tilo as well. So you can potentially have like two streaky shooters on that team. But I do think when I look at what guy will complement these two guys best in their core moving forward, especially if they can't get a decent enough trade that's attractive enough. I think that Anthony Edwards is the way to go. Obviously, that could change if they do get something that's worth it. But I I do think I can see Anthony Edwards going here with the first pick because of fit with Kat and D'Lo.
0: Yeah, they'd like to. I mean, Minnesota would like to build a big three of their own. And so they'd like to get another individual to go with Kat and D'Angelo. I just don't feel like they're going to pick Anthony Edwards. I just don't get that sense. Uh, I just might I feel like it's safe. But like, maybe maybe that's why you think that. <laughs> Do you feel? No, like I mean I'm not saying. I, I mean I I don't know. I don't know anything. I just feel like it'll be Lamelo, mm, um, okay. I, or they'll trade, and I just have this sense that Anthony Edwards is going to the Warriors. Um, so that, that's just what I feel like, and then maybe it's not what I think of here in the Bay Area, but I just think they're going to go one two, and I if I were had to guess, I would guess Lamelo would go before him, but mm, interesting. Um. I think if either one of them could make a trade, they would. So, so right um, now,
1: you would say with your number one pick, you you think they're they're going to go Lamelo? Would you be your gut?
0: That's the right thing. I don't know if I don't know if Lamelo's better. I I've seen Anthony Edwards a little bit more on on ESPN, so and he's and good. And, yeah. and a lot of this so, is subjective,
1: uh, so I don't want to say it's better, but I think we're doing it based on yeah. fit. I think for me, Anthony Edwards seems like the most obvious choice. I think for but them, as Lomelo I Lamelo can team.
0: push. But he can yeah, push the I, ball I and play makes just as Goy much, Goy yeah. 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 And especially, I don't know, like, how he fits with Culver, um, like, what they want to do with all these guys. I mean, they seem like they have a bunch of, like, young, like, players that are, like, not amazing shooters, right? So, like, I think that's where, if you could trade, they would. Like, I think they're just, their best hope is, like, the Devin Booker stuff's just really intense, and he really wants that of Phoenix. And they can just say, hey, we'll give you the first pick a yeah. couple picks and all these guys and, please and it just doesn't give seem like Devin,
1: yeah. Devin Booker is even pushing that stuff I think he's been asked and he's like no yeah I don't, well, I don't know, know behind, behind
0: the, the scenes I mean you just don't know what
2: he's like yeah I mean the, no, like, the, the yeah. only the only thing we're doing is because uh, those those guys are like best friends right yeah That's they like each other. you would feel <laughs>
0: well I mean but obviously from a shooting perspective him and D'Angelo in the backcourt would be would be good right defensively I think we would question if, <laughs> yeah. if they could stop anyone but and, and, I mean
1: Jose you have Anthony Edwards going first you think
2: yeah, and then to Taylor's point, like, I mean, if LaMelo Ball goes one,
0: and um, we were disagreeing, yeah, we were disagreeing yeah. before what's gonna happen with Wiseman.
2: Like, if if, yeah. if Anthony, if he's saying Anthony Edwards goes two, then I mean, Hornets don't have to make a trade for theirs, again. Yeah, but we'll we'll jump to that yeah. later. But let's go to number like,
1: yeah, let's let's yeah, jump to we, the Warriors, yeah, let's jump to the Warriors. Uh, so this is sort of similar to what we just shared with with Minnesota. We know the Warriors have been chopping the pick, there's not much in terms of what they're being offered. And so there might not be a trade out there that makes it ideal or worth it for them. Obviously, you know, with, with the Lakers winning, there's been a lot of talk and even Steph Curry recently talked about like, Hey, we need a big, so I'll, I'll talk for myself and then let you guys chime in for me. I think James Wiseman is the ideal pick here. Uh, he's a center out of Memphis, uh 7'1", 240. You know, the thing is there's not, it's not often that teams as good as the Warriors pick this high. So for them, that would have a big – that would fit into their team is huge. Um, not only is it good for Wiseman, because he's not going to have the pressure of being a top lottery pick and carrying a team, he has time to develop, and he's going into a structure and a system that's successful already with guys like Draymond, Steph, and Clay. Uh, Wiseman's a decent room protector and a skilled incompetent, and that's really what you need on offense just for him to be able to, you know, put the ball in the hole on the offense. I know the Warriors like other guys like Tyrese Halliburton and Danny Abdiah, but I think them going with Wiseman almost makes <laughs> too much sense for both sides here. Um, I do think if Anthony Edwards is here, they're just going to take the next best player. So I, I do agree that if I think it was a, you were going to get to this. If, if Minnesota goes LaMelo, I think the Warriors would take Anthony Edwards of just like, let's just take the best guy. But if he's not, I think they go Wiseman.
2: So if if T Wolves take Lamelo, you're gonna. If T Wolves don't take Anthony Edwards, you think the Warriors take Anthony Edwards? I think so. I think so. You think he's okay? I think I think he.
1: You think, I, he, I, you yeah. think he's
2: the better prospect than Wiseman?
1: I think so. Yeah. I
0: think he fits more of what the Warriors want to do too. I think like it makes sense because the Warriors are so good at so many positions. You would think, oh yeah, you don't really have a great center, but I also feel like sometimes the way they want to play, they're going to want to play Draymond at the five anyway and just play that small ball lineup. And if Wiggins is, you know, he's good and he's playing well, and you can throw another wing out there who can score. And, and, you know, Anthony Edwards or one of those other guys, right, that Danny talked about, fits more of what they want to do. But, I mean, if LaMelo – they don't want to take LaMelo. I can't imagine him fitting Mm -hmm. anything that they want to do there. So if he's – if it's between – him, Wiseman, some of these other guys, I I agree with Danny. I think they would pick Wiseman at two. I mean, I think it's a luxury pick for them. And if he, that person can come in and fit well, but it's also someone they might want to trade for Giannis or or someone else if they can make some of these things mm-hmm. happen and pair together. So I think they're going to try to take someone they think is going to fit well. And I just have this feeling that Edwards is going to be number two and Lamel is going one. So that's the only reason why I think it's going to go like that. If I was predicting, that's what I would think.
2: So, so i i think the warriors are in a d- different situation where they actually want to win the championship or think they could win the championship next year right so like with the number two pick and with the number two pick there's not really like I, I guess it's not that great of a draft in like other years but like you ex- if you're going to trade that pick you expect another franchise player with that pick right but like those guys are i don't know if they're available you've talked about trading the pick but i'm trying to figure out what they would get
0: like Seems like more like, unknown. Yeah. Like yeah. it seems like, like more unknowns. So, yeah, like, like, yeah.
2: like Bill Simmons has thrown out Marcus smart for the number two pick. Like, <laughs> like you're for one, you give giving Marcus smart too much. Credit. Like this is the number two pick in the draft. Like you, like you, you, yeah. you can't just be a role player, even though even a good role player, like it has to be <laughs> no. someone that's good. But here, here's my thing. If you guys think that he does, they do take Anthony Edwards. They should trade the pick to the Hornets. Like, because the Hornets want Wiseman if they can get something well no,
0: the Hornets might want Edwards too, right? Like I just feel I, like I, I, think I, I just don't know. Guy. I don't know how much people value Wiseman. He's been out, so there might be some more unknown there. The Warriors could just sign like a Dwight Howard or like a, a center type, you know, plug them yeah, in for I, a few I, I minutes. Do th- I do I know? do think like yeah.
2: I mean, you're gonna get value guys for like the minimum or like five million dollars. The only team you're afraid of is like the Nuggets and the Lakers for for big men, you know. So but I I I do think though. I like I do like the upside of James Wiseman for, for the Warriors though, so I do think that's who the Warriors he's got
0: upside. Are yeah, no, he looks. I mean, he's solid. He and he can shoot a little bit too. I think. I, yeah, I think so.
1: I think you're both right in a sense that and this is a kind of draft where it's not like a consensus one, you know. And so I, I do think for for some people, maybe like Taylor and I, who are maybe bigger on I don't know on on Anthony Edwards, we just think like, look, if if you're trying to just find a good fit, but Anthony Edwards falls on your lap. Like, it almost goes out the window. Like, you're just going to take him is kind of how I mm-hmm. see it. And, and and so I think that that's important to kind of go into the equation of just, like, I feel whatever happens here in the in the picks above you it's just going to impact you so much more. Also,
0: also, like, Jordan Poole wasn't amazing for them last year, like, their first round pick. Like, I mean, I saw him play because, I mean, I'm up here. And if you're thinking, like, Steph and Clay and some of these guys are going to rest them a little bit and you want to, ha- like, not be too, you know, you want that depth. You, I mean you just going to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a center. I think they think yeah. we have Looney, we have uh, who's the who's the Pascal? other rookie? Yeah, they got Pascal, he's good. And then they got Dre Draymond, and they can probably get a free agent. And I think they'll think, oh, okay, that's that's enough. I mean, that was enough for the Lakers. So, yeah. you know, with their guard play and their, yeah. you know, if they have good wings. I mean, good wings, like everybody wants them nowadays, right? Like that's what you know, you sort of look at the Celtics, like you look at the Heat. They got amazing wings, right? So I think you just want to keep competing, and I think that's what they'll do. But maybe Minnesota takes them, and then Wiseman goes. Which I think and I know is, Taylor, and is I know Taylor. You're to, saying
1: Lamella is going to go first, but would we all agree if Edwards went first? We think Warriors would go with Wiseman. Is that safe to say? I'm not.
0: Who's that other guy you talked about? That Denny you know, Ab- Abdia? Yeah, yeah. I could see them taking like like another like kind of forward type like to go in there um and he, but and I, when, it might be when, hard it might be yeah. hard for them to pass on wiseman yeah. and unless they really like Lamelo, like i don't know like maybe they think he can play make and do some of those things to fit in well with their like their style i just don't i don't feel like Lamelo's is like a warriors type
1: mm-hmm. player yeah, i feel just like based on the culture yeah, they have there so i don't especially the culture I don't with think everything that's happened well. with lonzo i feel like they're gonna want to <laughs> not touch that yeah. but, but i
0: mean Melo. i think he might go one he could also right he could go like seven he could go i mean i don't know if he'd go past chicago but i mean he could go yeah to detroit he go to new york he can go to you know san antonio some second i mean so i mean he could but i he'll probably go top 5ish so
1: and, and i think a big we'll team that will be impacted by these is is i think this is where where jose wants to get us to but charlotte i do think what charlotte does depends on what happens with picks 1 and 2 And Jose, I'll I'll let you jump in here in a second, but they do want a big man. I I do think that their current guards with Monk, Rozier, Devontae Graham, they like their guards. I think they like their forwards with P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, Uh, Biambo, (laughs) who played their big man position, is gone. They traded Hernan Gomez. So I think Wiseman just seems like the obvious thing if it gets them. Is, Is that your take, Jose?
2: but I don't know if they like their guards. I mean, the, the person <laughs> like maybe just, the I market mean, they're, okay. they're like, okay. If they, they could have a redo, of, if <laughs> they could have a redo of Malik Monk, they would.
0: Uh, do we but, think they could take LaMelo? Like they could, right? Like if it goes like Edwards Wiseman, like do you they think, think that LaMelo man. will go three?
2: They they I could, like I, but if Wiseman falls to, I mean, if Wiseman falls to them, we're assuming LaMelo and Edwards are gone. Right. Yeah. I think that, I think they'll, they'll take James Wiseman here. If they don't, if they don't, I could see them either trading down, or um, or they get my guy from Chino Hills High. The other, not Lamelo, but uh, yeah, So, uh, um, because they, they, he's he's the other big, not hey, as Danny, big we, of a prospect from as uh, James Wiseman, but he is a big prospect in his size because of his d- defensive flexibility, more in the Bam uh, Adebayo mold.
0: Okay, that's good. I was going to say, what's he like? Because I, I mean, I, I didn't see him a whole lot of SC. So he's like, bam. Is yeah. yeah I, 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 mean, I, mean, I
2: mean, he's been, yeah, he's good. I mean, he's been playing like competitive basketball. I mean, when he was with a freshman for Chino's High, they were the number one team in in high school basketball. with and then, the Ball um, Brothers. <laughs> with the Ball Brothers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All three yeah. of them at the time. But yeah, he, I mean, so he's been playing good basketball since then. Uh, watched some of his travel ball teams in high school with the Compton Magic. So, um, but yeah, he, he's, he's probably the best big man defender in this draft. So
1: I, I do yeah, think I mean, that, I think that's true. I think if Wiseman's not there, I think they could go a like you said, Jose, he's really good on defense. He's, he's quick. He's versatile even at USC though. I think where he separates a little bit for me for, for Bam and maybe a, a, a more positive way, not obviously I don't want to compare him to Bam because Bam's phenomenal, but I think he could be willing to take big shots and he's a really good post scorer. So I think he's more assertive in scoring Mm-hmm. has a soft touch a, a, in comparison to, to bam mm-hmm. I, I do okay. think another guy that might go here that's another big is Obi toppin out of dayton um he's another dude who's mobile he can jump high dunk hard he can also shoot the three. yeah he's a
0: good dunker yeah he's our next yeah. dunk contest yeah. guy. So I, I, so I could see, see
1: them going for a big o, here.
2: yeah but Obi toppin's gonna fill out only at the four position like i don't think he could play Obi toppin ever at center sure because sure and so, that's my thing with uh on- i mean he is only 6-9 but he's a big 6-9 where he yeah. could actually play the center position for you i do like obi Toppin. he's gonna he's gonna be on my list soon but i think he's just yeah. he's he's not a three he's not a five he's just a four
1: i feel like in in, in the league yeah i, I th- think i think O'Connor could be more of a five i, I think you're right mm-hmm. it? i
0: think it, i think i think it would be lamello here if it if there were wise men, uh, that's, that's what I was going to ask you it, it, it has I, to, you think, I think the top 3 are pretty a, locked in so yeah. i think unless no i could see so i could see like the pistons i could see the Knicks trading up right like to get lamelo if he's still there but i yeah. it's going to be one of those three and you know what lamelo can play with Devontae Graham, right like i think i think he can, he can play yeah. Like, yeah i mean rozier can come off the bench i mean miles bridges <laughs> we've had a pod where he's i'm not a big fan of miles bridges um <laughs> but i mean i could see them taking another wing too like they can take um, I don't know any of these guys, like these Patrick Williams, Killian Hayes, things like that. Like I could see them just going there. Right. But I think, I think the top three seem like they're, um, but maybe they like the guy, for, maybe they like the USC Chino Hills. Right. Yeah. So.
1: I, I think you're right. I think if if it goes like Edwards Wiseman, one and two, and like part of me in my mind thinks like Charlotte Hornets, you got to go for a big here. You still got, you know, a uh, Kong Wu or you still got toppin, but I feel like they, they would go, like, hey, let's hit a home run. Let's get Lamelo. Let's let's just yeah. Go let's for see. It. Let's just try it. Yeah, yeah. let's like, see if he works be, out. Yeah, yeah, if he works out, they don't have like, like a star player that like that. Would be that yeah. would be like a Hornets thing. I, I think you're right. Like, I think it would be just so attractive to have a franchise guys for that. Does them.
0: Jordan want him though? Does would Jordan be like? I don't know. Nah, I don't hey, know. hey, can, we, can, he can we finally
1: can we finally get the Levar Ball versus Michael Jordan one on one game then? Yeah. If he goes to the I want to talk about Lamelo's strengths. I know we're kind of crapping on him because of the history, but. I do think he's one of the best playmakers in the draft. He can be good for the pick and roll. I mean, he, he has the ability to shoot th- threes from deep. So he can yeah, half court. Out, yeah. Stretch out the defense. His defense is is okay. Um, he has the size to switch off to wings, which is good. Something that could be useful. Obviously he has to work on that, but he has excellent ball handling and a good feel for the game and touch. So like I said, I think if, if the Hornets just want to like hit a home run, find their franchise guy, I can definitely see them going for, for LaMille here.
0: They always go safe, Charlotte. I always feel like they always go safe. Like, So if those guys are gone, like it'll just, just probably be – I
1: actually want yeah. them to take a big. I don't know. We'll see. It'll
0: be yeah. like someone there, but the, we'll see. I don't feel I don't feel like the Hornets ever make a good pick. So. <laughs> All right.
1: So well, well, let's see. jump to the, the fourth team here in the draft, uh, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Taylor, first. But I think one of the biggest things we got to think about here is Billy Donovan being the new head coach of the Bulls. I do think that that's a huge thing to think about here. The Bulls have invested a lot in, in some of their bigs, like Markin and Wendell Carter. And, and I, I don't know if they're going to take another big. I think they they want to see what Billy Donovan and how these guys look under his new system. So my feeling is they go more for for a guard or or a wing here. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think?
0: This has I feel like this has like European pick all over it, uh, <laughs> or or Israeli pick. You know, I just I feel like I don't know. I mean, the the, the mock draft I looked at was Onyeka the USC Chino Hills product. So, but I, I just feel like it's going to be someone overseas. Uh, I don't know They're that the USC guy, he seems so much similar to like what they have. Right. And he's maybe more of a ball handler than Wendell Carter. And, and I feel like Mark and he seen, he, he, I feel like he won't be on the bulls much longer. He seems like someone who'll be gone <laughs> in like a year or two. So maybe they try to, to see what they can do there, but they got good guards, right. Or they drafted Colby white. They have Levine. So, Maybe they feel like we can get a good wing, good forward. So that would be my guess. It'd be something like that.
1: I do think they, they might. I think they're going to opt to not go big. Like I said, I, I think that they might. I could see them rolling with a three guard rotation. Like, hey, like we have Levine, we have Kobe White who can join them, similar to what Billy Donovan did in OKC. So I can see them. Maybe like, LaMelo. If, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. if LaMelo's yeah. still here, I could see them going for LaMelo. Totally. If, I could see them going for Killian Hayes out of Germany, 6'5, 185. He's he's seems to be really rising in the draft. He's a good playmaking point guard. I think Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer has him going number one. Taylor, he's a lefty. Um, and oh, so, Kill-
0: oh, Killian Hayes is a lefty.
1: Yeah, so his oh, stock intrigued. is going up. And and I do think the other guy that that I have here, and we'll jump to Jose here, uh, Danny Abdia. Like you said, the the European flavor. I think there's a lot of hype around what Luca did. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh man, there's this versatile European guy. We don't want to make the same mistake that all these other teams did with Luca. Maybe we should take him. And obviously he's not gonna be look but he's going on the pick and roll. He's a strong finisher. He's pretty good. Um, what do you see here with the Bulls, Jose?
2: I got two guys. And uh, the first one, like you said, Denny Avdia, the best the best Israeli prospect, um, <laughs> from what I've heard, um ever to come from Israel. I mean he's he's
0: playing cool, do, for, you, do you know any other?
2: Yeah, I don't even know if I know any other <laughs> Caspi. Caspi. Yeah, Will Caspi. Yeah, he's a baller, he's a rock for uh, rocket, yeah. But, he, I mean, he's playing for Maccabi Tel Aviv. So that's in the League. So, like, he's playing against really good competition. He's always – he's kind of ex- – he's he's excelled playing for them. He's 6'9", has good um, – he's a smart player. Th- he doesn't have great physical tools. The thing that's surprising is that he's not a great shooter, though. So, um, and we, we usually see great shooters coming from, from
1: Europe. He like, 40% from the free-throw line or something ridiculous? Like, Shaq yeah. numbers from <laughs> the free-throw
2: line? Not, not that great. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean – but – Man, he he knows how to play the game, which was which is what I like. The other guy, is Chicago ball, all right. Not the Chicago Bulls. It's going to be Chicago ball <laughs> now with, with 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 Lamelo Ball because I I I don't have Lamelo Ball being picked yet, but I do think the Bulls will be be a good fit for Lamelo Ball. Um, I know they have Kobe White, but maybe they could play together if Zach Levine there. Um, and I, as the only person here that's actually played against Lamelo Ball in 24 <laughs> Hour Fitness pickup you know for our fitness in chino Hills, that's where jose locked him down yeah he
0: locked him down, yeah, locked locked him 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 down. Yeah. you
1: know he kind of got pissed at me you hey. know but you know guys but, if, um, if jose's locking down lamello i don't know if you want to <laughs> <three or four. laughs> yeah guys all right
2: but hey he was only he was only like six one six two at a time and he was a sophomore and i yeah. was like a 30 year old man so uh... yeah he's like 14 <laughs> years old yeah
0: 14 15 years old yeah nice job jose.
2: wait <laughs> i think he's i mean i I'm trying to distinguish the differences between him and Lonzo. I think Taylor and I were talking about this earlier, but um, before the pod, like Lonzo was a great, is a great, is a great passer. I, I guess they're seeing him as a better passer, a better playmaker than than Lonzo. I don't know if he's a better shooter. Th- he's got Lonzo, better. He though. probably
0: has better handles. I don't know if he can. He's I a better passer I, I, than Lonzo. I, I, Lonzo's
2: such I a think, good passer.
1: Yeah, I think it's the finishing because Lonzo. You don't know if he's a better shoot. For sure, he's a better shooter, right? Well, well, you, we got we got a hope I, right? I, I don't know that
2: form is like the shot selection is not great we're talking about um, Lonzo,
1: though yeah I no, under- I agree
2: I, uh, no i understand i just want to make sure it translate like uh, to to the nba because it didn't translate f- to Lonzo for a couple yeah, years do we think I he's better
0: that. than Lo- do we think he'll be better than lonzo or no
2: i think so i don't know if he's the better he's i like when Lonzo was coming out of UCLA, his defensive uh, prowess was already there. Like yeah, he's that was good, already yeah. one of the strengths of his game. That's not a strength at a, of Lamelo. I do think he's a better finisher than Lonzo. I mean, if he's as good
0: finisher. as Lonzo, I don't think that's a bad pick. Then you know, yeah, I, I with, think like if you, with if the that's number what four you're pick, that's pretty good. Yeah, if it's like you're getting like a great playmaker who can move the ball and score a little bit. I, I mean, he has yeah. the
2: highest ceiling out of uh, out of uh, everyone here. Like it's, but it's also a high bus potential too.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, well, let's let's move on to the last team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, for me, I feel like the Cavs are looking for like a home run guy. I don't think they're they're looking for a single. <laughs> I think. Uh,
0: well, they always draft bad. So yeah, I mean Like so, but that's a point. You know, they. Have well, well, that's Sexton, not true. They got, they they got Kyrie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they have Sexton. They had Garland, and I don't believe they're kind of looking at those guys as their franchise players. So to me, for them, it's like who is to Jose's point, who's the player here that's left, depending on the draft order who has the highest ceiling ceiling and whoever that is. I feel that's what the Cavs are going to go with. So it could be Denny Abdia, It could be Killian Ooh. Hayes. It could be LaMelo, well, but I, I mean, Obi think...
0: Toppin is like, yeah. he's an Ohio guy. He's from Dayton. I, and I, and I don't know. I, I
1: do think we we've named a lot of guys. So I do think we, we, you know, this is only the fifth pick in. So I do think one of these guys like LaMelo, Killian Hayes and Denny Abdia is still going to be available here. So I do think they're going to go for one of these big ceiling type guys. Someone that they think is going to be like a superstar. I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that franchise player. They they struck out with Sexton and Garland. So I do think that they're looking for just who is the guy that has what, the highest ceiling. Can't
0: they like just try to trade up maybe and try to get like like LaMelo or Edwards or something like to say, hey, here's Kevin Love. Or is that contract just too bad? Like where they, they can't get rid of him.
2: Give him back to the T Wolves. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that would or, fi- oh, no, or
2: finally take have a uh, Kevin Love on the Warriors.
0: But I mean, like the Cavs could be good if they had some. I mean, they got they have Drummond, they have Love. I mean, they it's not like they don't have like some some talent. I just think the guards like Garland and Sexton. One of them has to get has to kind of take that next step. Otherwise, they'll just be continue to be mediocre and not very good.
2: I think this is the Obi Toppin pick.
0: Um, yeah i could see that
2: uh, i mean i they, they need some athleticism in their front court i know they have drumming but a guy like obi Toppin, who he has a great feel for the game he's an explosive finisher he can shoot threes has handle skills um only issue is his he's a poor defender in his pick and rolls but who isn't a poor defender in pick and rolls besides mm-hmm. uh onyeka kongwu <laughs> in college you know what about so, what about um, the
0: fact that they have larry nance though right like isn't Nance can, like isn't is he any, is he a similar player or no? I thought
2: I was thinking too, but you I mean Are they he, all similar? I mean,
0: but like, it's more athletic. ID, I mean, or ID, not, I don't ID, know ID, if he's more ID. like yeah, P, yeah. I, yeah I Larry
1: think Larry people,
2: Nance has lo- Larry Nance has also lost a lot of his athleticism already, um, but yeah, also like you no, can't draft like if. It, if Larry Nance was like one of their best best players, <laughs> he's not good, like, yeah, yeah, no, I hear. then then maybe you think about it, but like we agree.
0: <laughs> no, we agree. We agree on that. He's he's he could be depth. Then he's not we like him, you know. We love former Lakers, right? So um yeah, I, I would think Obi Zapin would be fun here. I could see that, especially being from Dayton or playing there.
2: But so. but if but if Avdia's there, that's also a good prospect in a position that they don't really have besides yeah. Teddy Osman, you know.
0: So yeah, I agree. No, they I think yeah. that would be I think that would be a good pick for them. Just someone that but I think for them, they just need their guards to get better. So hopefully, I, I, I just don't get think better.
1: the Cavs think that way. I think they're not thinking fit. I just feel like they just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like even like getting Darius Garland with Colin Sexton. They, it's just they, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't trust that organization much. Oh terms. yeah.
0: No, they have that. They have not drafted well, or, or it seems like they haven't, but you know, they've gotten weird picks. We talked about how the eighth pick is just like the worst pick ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they just haven't been able, you know, sometimes you get that And the fourth pick last year was like, Not the best pick either. So,
1: yeah. So we're going to we're going to transition. This is our our, our draft preview. We're going to transition into doing our our second round draft. But I thought a good segue, fellas, I wanted to ask you all who are who are some sleepers or guys you just really like, whether second round, first round guys that you feel like in a few years, NBA fans will know their name just because they're going to be solid, you know, uh, role players or or even stars. Who, Who do you like in this draft? Maybe one or two guys that you guys have. I mean, I haven't <laughs> have looked up. We don't know anyone. Dang, we're not we're Ari- not in college
0: anymore, so I don't really Dang, that, Air- that Arizona redhead Nico Mannion. Yeah, that guy's gonna be a star, or he's gonna yeah. be. I don't know if he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be one of those guys like he's, he's a gonna redhead. be the next Caruso. Yeah, you got just hey, like there's you know he's gonna be a good shooter. He's gonna come in. He's gonna get drafted by I don't know, like the Celtics or you know yeah trouble. he'll be on TV a lot. And then they'll be like, man, who's this Nico Mannion? You know, like, <laughs> gonna he'll be good and stuff like that. And then I know a lot of individuals like that, Cole Anthony, right? Yeah. From North Carolina. Um, and they think that North Carolina team just sucked and they were awful. So yeah. he didn't really get to show out like, you know. And so if he gets on the right team, you know, maybe like New Orleans, you know, maybe like the Celtics or maybe, you know, Phoenix, you know, who knows he can uh, maybe he'll, he can, it'll be a good fit for him.
2: I mean, these guys are not sleepers, really. But I mean, I said you said Killian Hayes, and then we said uh, Tyler Halliburton, another big guard with with, with um, who shoots really well, who's a good playmaker. I also like Tyrell Terry from Sanford. I don't, I don't know if Taylor is such a big fan as a Cal guy. <laughs> He's a but, bust all over him. He's yeah, a bust. no, but he has a great feel for the game. He's a really good shooter, good vision. Just lacks that great lacks that athleticism so maybe he could be like uh yeah. one of the comps i saw on was the heat.
1: McCullum, so uh, <laughs> yeah he'll
0: be on the heat like with with duncan robinson and uh hero just knocking down shots non-stop no but, that, no, but like that, yeah. i
1: think that's why i'm high on him too jose those I, are your favorite guys taylor <laughs> yeah those are those are your favorite guys i, I think he's a really that's amazing true. shooter he, and he's getting better and better uh he's also good off ball which is like you know you, you want that in a shooter and he's good at the rim i think i really like him and i think if he can become like a duncan robinson or a tyler here i think that is a steal i think another guy that i really like is grant riller he's from charleston he's also an amazing shot maker he can knock threes down from very deep he goes to the rim and finish he's really a quick and great point guard good for his, his size the only knock that i really found anywhere was like well he didn't play like really good competition because he's at a you know charleston college but to me i was like look like he just reminds me like of, of, you know, those guys like Steph, like CJ Dame, guys who went to a small college and they're like, oh, they haven't really played anybody. But then they come to the NBA and they just have like the intangibles are just there. Like they just have the skill. And so I think Grant Ruler could be one of those guys that that kind of shocks us here. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like him. That was our NBA draft preview Giving you a, an idea of what we think the first five picks are and, and some of the uh, draft picks that we like and, and some of the players that are going to be featured in the draft. So we'll see how it goes uh, next Wednesday, uh, the 18th, when the, the draft will take place. And, and we're excited. I, I think uh, there could be a lot of trades that possibly happen, a lot of movement, especially two days away from free agency. So it should be interesting. Uh, but now we're going to move to our drafting portion of the pod. And today, in light of us having our draft preview, we decided to do our second round draft draft. (laughs) And what that means is we're looking at players that have been drafted in the second round of NBA drafts. And we are going to pick the players that we think are the best all time. We're going to compose a team, as we do in every podcast. We talk about how fit matters. So we're going to try to put a lineup of five players And we're going to compose it of guys who um, were sleepers, who became strong role players, or even stars that were picked in the second round. For today, the draft order is going to have Taylor going first, Jose going second, and I will go third. Then I will go fourth. Jose will go fifth, and Taylor will go in with the sixth pick, so on and so forth. We'll follow a snake order. So let's jump right in. Taylor, with the first pick. Who are you taking in our second round draft?
0: You know, I was hoping that it would be a little bit more obvious or that some of these players might be a little bit better. I mean, they're good. These guys are good, but um, you could tell like the superstars come out of the first round. So anyway, for me, I think it was easy when I was looking to determine who I thought was the best. And so I'm going to be going with Manu Ginobili with my first pick here. And really the reason why I'm picking him is because he's left-handed. Um, I'm trying to. It is possible to get an all left-handed team here out of the second round. I want to see how the draft goes today. I want to see if <laughs> I can if I can make it happen. There's some there's a lot of lefty guards. It's, it's weird. Maybe like the left-handed kind of knocks you down a few picks and puts you in the second round. Cause it's fascinating how many second round picks who are good are left-handed. Just something to keep an eye out for. But look four-time champ two-time all-star i think he was third team like twice he is iconic for being one of the best international players of all time just being an absolute glue guy for the spurs and everything that he did there with parker and duncan and i think he's going to be a hall of famer what do we think so i think uh uh, he's just when i looked at the list of players he stood out to me as someone where i was like i really want this guy on my team so i'm picking him first Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I had. If he fell followed me with the second pick, I would have taken Manu. He, he's definitely, I think, a Hall of Famer, especially with his uh, international career too. And he's a winner. He's a clutch player too. Whether that's uh, hitting clutch shots or hitting clutch blocks against uh, James Harden. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. So. <laughs> he is, he also great has great hand eye coordination. He can if you have a bat problem, you know, <laughs> kill your bats. You might have prevented the coronavirus if you he, he had. So, um, that's true. But yeah, great pick, Taylor.
1: I, I love Manu. I think the the fact that you know he was he was kind of taken as a flyer in 1999 and didn't even come join the team until 2002. He was just really under the radar. But the fact that you just never would have thought that for the next 16 years he would be like such an important piece to the San Antonio franchise, winning four titles with them. And I think to me he was just a guy who did whatever was needed for the team. And so he went from being a starter to kind of playing that six man role and just thrived in doing that. And like you all talked about just the the defense and his ability to play make. And he would just like go on these offensive streaks of just like dropping buckets. And, you know, his career averages don't like stick out. I mean, he averaged 13.3 points, 1.3 steals, 3.8 assists, 3.5 rebounds in 16 years. But that just does not capture, like it doesn't capture his impact Uh, just in terms of who he is. I was like, in the locker room, just a winner. He just fit into that San Antonio culture really well. So I, I really like him here with, with the pick, Taylor. Jose, who do you got?
2: I'm valuing offense right now. And um, I'm picking the guy who probably should have been the first pick in the 2014 draft. And I'm picking Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's already, been, I think for me, is maybe close to being a top five player in the league, especially after seeing him in the playoffs this year, last year he also had a great year last year too. And he's just, I think he's just always going to get, he's just going to keep getting better. Hopefully he'll take, I mean, not against the Lakers, but hopefully uh, maybe win a championship one, um, one year, but he's considered the best big man passer, maybe even one of the just best passers in general. And, and he, he changes everything up. the The league is, the league is trying to find ways to stop guys like him and AD because of what they do on offense. And, uh, um, Man, the fact that this guy was drafted in the second round is crazy to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great job for Denver in finding this guy. So I'll take him with my first pick.
1: Yeah, I think he's not, he's not the, you know, when you talk to, I think it was the Denver GM, I heard him in a podcast recently. It's just like nobody, <laughs> nobody wanted Jokic. And like, people are like, this guy's, you know, out of shape. What can he do? Um, but just to see him, especially with um the, the, the run they just had to the Western Conference finals, I mean, for him to, to, be averaging 17 points 9.6 rebounds 5.5 assists one steal um in his career but a lot of that just coming you know the the first few years we didn't really have didn't reflect that he's really come into his game in the the last uh three years or so but to have a big kind of do magic johnson-esque like passes (laughs) and to run an offense like that is is amazing um so for me just just to see the way he dominated you know those games Mm -hmm. against the you know the clippers and how he ran that offense and even with the jazz and and sometimes with the lakers i think it it just showed the type of impact that jokic could have not only in terms of his scoring and what he can do but just as as a playmaker passer so um i i, I don't know if i would have gone with jokic second pick but i i do understand him going here and i mean i can't complain about it i think also just before
2: taylor goes like the fact that uh, denver saw but uh, the potential in him to trade a guy like Yusuf Nurkic, who was considered at the time their center of the future, just so the fact that they can just pave the way for uh, Jokic, like they lost the trade, like no doubt they traded Nurkic for Plumley. like they lost that trade, but they just figured we're going to give um, Jokic the runway to just the freedom to know that he's
1: our guy. And I think they were taking the same, shows, yeah. yeah, And he was a he was a first round pick for them, too. You know, so it's like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stick with our second rounder and give up our first rounder, you know? <laughs>
0: I kept them both. Like I had both of those guys, like twin towers. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Jokic was in my top three, top two. I I think it's a solid pick. I think if we were doing this draft, maybe in like two or three years from now, I think he might be number one, might be number two. His trajectory seems to be moving up, especially you know he got in shape and had an amazing playoffs, you know, in the bubble there. So I mean, obviously he's an amazing passer. You know, he's a good scorer, great playmaker if he could ever get better defensively, you know, he might be like a top, you know, three or five player in the NBA, but he is, I think it's a solid pick. I mean, when I'm looking at the other guys here on this list, you know, Danny might be excited with what he's going to get here at three and four, but um, I like the pick.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. And here I go with, with my first pick. Yeah. This is, this is the guy who memorized every player that was picked ahead of him. (laughs) And I'm going to make sure that I don't pass him here. But I'm taking Draymond. Um, This is a no-brainer for me. When you think about the 2012 draft, he's maybe top four, maybe five, if you want to argue, in in the draft that had AD, Beal, Dame, Middleton, and Draymond, but I think Draymond's probably top four there. Um, Again, he's a guy whose numbers don't jump bad at you, but it's his versatility that has helped make the Golden State Warriors the unstoppable force that they've been over the last years here and their dynasty and their run. Uh, for him, he's he's the big man that spreads the floor for them. him. If, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have the death lineup and it wouldn't be as lethal it, as it was. And, you know, them kind of using small ball to kill teams. And and I think obviously what we all know about Draymond, it's it's the defense. He's a defensive genius. Um, he's like second in the last few years of like defensive win shares. He's the most versatile defender that we've probably seen in the NBA. He's just a beast and his size and his ability to, to keep you know, move on his feet to guard pretty much every position is, is just so impressive. So I I think for me that just gives the Warriors such an advantage of being able to switch everything on defense. Um, And he just has, again, the high defensive IQ. And so for me to have a guy who's four time all defensive um, and a guy who won the 16, 17 defensive player of the year here is, is not a bad uh, value pick. And so I'm taking, I'm taking Draymond here at three.
0: Yeah. I think that's another solid pick here Danny. I think you can argue him over Manu. You can argue him maybe over Jokic as well just in terms of you know what he's meant to the Warriors. You know, David Lee gets hurt and you're thinking, "Oh, okay. Here comes Draymond and you're like, "Oh, wait, he's a little bit better than, you know, <laughs> than David Lee here." And I think he really helped to elevate them to another level and with his versatility to bring the ball up defends so many different positions and that intensity and that leadership that he can bring. He's definitely someone where you're thinking, man, how do we let this guy drop? And, you know, maybe he's, he's, he benefits from being on the right team for him, like being with Steph and clay at the same time, like you can't deny how talented he is. So um he's definitely one of the best second round picks of all time. I think, I think it's a good, solid choice here.
2: I think he was drafted as a small forward coming out of uh Michigan State, so like just the, the versatility that he could play this small forward and end up being power forward, starting power forward, and even playing center at times is pretty amazing. And um, yeah, good pick, Danny. I, I mean, you you have a guy who not only is a great defender but also he's competent and actually pretty lethal sometimes on offense. And I'm hoping he can just. I'm hoping we haven't seen. There's still a lot of Jamon Green left, you know, in the next coming years. Where we're able to see more of his skill.
1: Yeah, fellas, I'm really excited about the, the next guy. One of my favorite of all time. I'm going to take us back to 2007, uh, the 28th pick for the Lakers. And then that pick was traded for this guy's brother, Pal Gasol. Uh, it was seeming like the most lopsided trade in, in NBA history with Kwame Brown <laughs> and Pal Gasol. But it's amazing to me that a player like Marcus Gasol can make that trade seem more respectable now when you look back on it. Um, he didn't play till 0809, even though the trade happened in 2007, but he's played basketball for 12 years in the NBA and it's been super infa- impactful. So I'm, I'm taking Mark Gasol here. We all know him from the grid and grind Grizzlies over his career. He's averaged 14.6 per game, points per game, 7.6 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 1.4 blocks. And he's had some down years, but these numbers don't capture his impact, right? Those numbers are still solid in the last two years or so. Those things have kind of gone down. Um, I was really happy for him. If there was one player I was happy for getting the title with the Toronto Raptors, it was, it was Gasol. Um, He's just a rare big man who can score from the outside. He can pass. And, and I just remember those series uh, with the Raptors uh, of him just getting the ball at the top of the key, knowing how to run that offense. And I just think teams are so much better um, when he's on the court. He's a three-time all-star. He won the 2012, 2013 NBA defensive player of the year award. So I got two defensive player of the years on, on my roster here. So I'm really excited about that um, and to have these two guys be my four and five. So I'm taking Martin Gasol here.
2: Solid pick. I I mean, you, you could make a case for him being your first pick. So um, well,
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't you know if see? I'd go that far, Jose. <laughs> I don't want to go that far.
2: I like Gasol. I like Gasol. No, Danny's first pick. I'm not saying your first pick. No,
0: I'm just saying like I don't know if he's better than you think he's better than Draymond or arguably better than Draymond. Uh-oh.
2: I think it's not like
0: I. No, no, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to get us all hyped up yet. No, we're, i we're not there. I yet. mean, we gotta get build
2: it. As far as career,
1: uh, as far as peaks, Jose well, saying at least it could be arguable, right? Is that what you're saying? I think I,
2: I think peaks are comparable. Like what sure. he was like like sure. at his peak, he was really just hard to stop. Like offensively, I feel I feel like. I guess defensively, J- Draymond probably makes a bit bigger impact, like a- at his best. But like offensively, I feel like Marcus Paul was a lot yeah. harder yeah. player to stop.
0: No, I agree. They're very similar players, and it's weird. They're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Paul might be a better shooter, <laughs> which is crazy to think like to think about it like that. Even are you though just, he's like, are you, are you
1: just backstepping what you just said? You're like, it's obvious, and you're like, wait. Well, no, Marcus, I, mean, I, don't... I don't... No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's solid. I mean, I I think. Yeah, he's a solid guy. He's he's definitely he's up there. I think you, sometimes you look at the Barcasol now and you don't realize how like you don't remember that Memphis yeah. Grizzlies Barcasol. and so I think that can skew how we think about him. Um, and he's obviously was way more talented than we thought, you know, here's pal's big gigantic older brother. And nowadays he's like skinnier than pal. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, what happened? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so those was a good, some good defensive first picks there, Danny. Nice. I
1: think you're right though. they Taylor. I, I was looking at his basketball reference and I think his stats have gone down, especially in the last two years. Yeah. But then when I look at some of his other numbers, I was like, holy crap. Like, the reason he can still have the stats he has now career-wise is because of just the huge numbers he was putting up in Memphis. I was like, dang. So I actually went and watched some YouTube stuff. I was like, he was impressive.
2: I think it's his decline. It's because of the decline, but also the same thing is like, he's playing on the Raptors, like a team that doesn't need him to really do all that.
0: No, no, he's old. He did. He's look, he can defend (laughs) and hit threes and pass a little bit. All I'm saying
1: is if he signed with the Lakers, I I wouldn't be mad. No, he's a great, he's a
0: great like (laughs) role player. He can come off the bench. He can start, he can do a lot of different things, but he's not, if he's one of your best three, four guys, you're not, Oh yeah. yeah. you're in trouble. So nowadays, nowadays.
1: Yeah. Who do you, who do you have with your second pick? You have uh Nikola who's, who's joining the, the Joker.
2: I feel like our teams are going to be a little similar daddy right now because I'm taking Dennis Rodman. So I'm, I'm a, i am i am I mean, he's the only hall of famer on our, on our board so far. Uh, I think he'll be, might be the only one that we're going to, we're going to pick. Um, Speak for yourself, Jose. May, maybe, <laughs> but um, I mean, he's two time all star He's led the league in rebounding seven times, and I feel like just for fit, like Jokic isn't a great defender. It's good to have a a good defender as your power forward, Um, and also someone like he averaged seven points a game. I feel like Jokic can make turn his average to like eleven to thirteen points per game just with open layups, open cuts that he can give him, and he's not, but he's not even gonna be looking for that. Just someone who does all the dirty work. Um, I mean, he's part of the the Bulls last three so i mean he's the third guy in, on that team who had to guard guys like sean Kemp and charles barkley and Carmelo. so
0: the bigs are better at the top of this draft um i think like when you look at some of the talent so i, I can see you both going bigs here um i love Rodman. yeah he is the only hall of famer dan i don't know like what lists you're looking at to think there's another hall of famer out there maybe maybe you're gonna swoop in and surprise us here with your next pick
1: but there might be one yeah. more towards the end. There might be Oh, okay.
0: One. Yeah. Maybe we missed. Miss. Okay. I can't wait to, to see there. Um, but I like Rodman. You know, you're getting an iconic player, maybe the greatest rebounder ever in terms of the ways that he could rebound. And, like, you know, not, I mean, I'm not saying he's Will Chamberlain you know, and things like that. But, you know, you just getting someone who can rebound. Um, knows how to play defense, knows how to play the game, intelligent player, similar to Draymond, and without like some of the offensive skill sets that Gasol and Draymond can bring with you know, bringing the ball up, or you can run the offense through them a little bit. But he's good, yeah. I don't know if the fit levels for both your <laughs> you, know, you guys are gonna like play a bunch of like 75 80 games here, so it should be fun,
1: yeah. You know, I, I think uh, Ronman gets uh, just you know, obviously his, his personal life and his personality gets a bad rap, but I think you were to hear like this guy was a second rounder but he's in the hall of fame he's a two-time all-star seven-time rebound champ five-time nba champ two-time all nba eight-time all defensive team and defensive player of the year twice like you just would you're like man that's like an awesome career but i just feel like we don't think that way when it comes to rodman so again he had some like three years at towards the end there where he wasn't averaging much in terms of stats but for him to still walk out of the league career wise and average 7.3 points, 13.1 rebounds and 1.8 assists is pretty impressive. So Jose, like, I I think when you, when you think about somebody who is just, who has a desire to get rebounds and to dedicate his whole like game to defense, it's just unparalleled in terms of what Rodman did. And so I I like to pick here.
0: You guys are picking all the guys that I was thinking about. Um, but I am happy to get one of my guys here. So um, anyway, my next pick, I'm going with Gilbert Arenas. Um, so if you guys are going to go defense, I'm going to go offense here. I'm going to get someone who scored, you know, 28, 29 points per game a couple of times here. Might be the best score offensive player that I saw like here. And obviously, <laughs> a lot of these stick around picks have, have interesting... They're just interesting, right? Like Dennis Rodman is interesting. Uh, Draymond Green is interesting. Like, And there's some other interesting players. Second round picks can do that. But like, I'm getting a great scorer. I'm getting an all-star, you know, an all-NBA guy for a couple years there. And so he was really good. He had some great years with the Wizards. I, li- I just like him. He's a, he's a very likable guy. He's obviously maybe one of the most famous, most popular guys on the list here. I'm going with Gilbert Arenas. Got my guards. Maybe go three yeah. guard lineup here, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> go <going laughs> with Gilarius. Tell me why I'm wrong or tell me why I'm right.
2: One of the one of the most frustrating games as a Laker fan that I've watched was when Gilbert Arenas torched us. I think for like sixty. I was like, man, even Kobe was guarding him too, and he was just killing us. He was impressive, and he was the one that was shooting like forty footers before Steph was shooting forty footers, and um, yeah, they, they they called him Pibachi, right?
0: Yeah, Hibachi, yeah.
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, it's such a bummer that he got hurt and then he got involved with Javaris Cradenton. <laughs> mm, yeah, and then, uh, no, totally. All this stuff, right? So, uh, yeah, one of the, like, his peak of, like, those three years are really good when he was going up against LeBron. Didn't really do well in the playoffs against him, but, you know. Those he had some good
0: scoring. I think he had one year where he averaged, like, 33, <laughs> 34 points a game, like, in the playoffs. I mean, he didn't have much success, So, but, but yeah, he, he, he balled out.
1: Yeah. I think, um, to have a guy that, which is weird, like he was in the same conversation as like Kobe and team Mack at the time. In terms of scoring. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but yeah, one of the most explosive scorers in the NBA, uh, I think that the season you were talking about was, uh, Oh five, Oh six. He was averaging 29.3 points per game. Um, and then, you know, when, unfortunately when 2009 happened and you just, you can't, you can't come strapped to practice, you know, um, and have guns in your locker room. That's, that's frowned upon. But I think, you know, the fact that he was able to accomplish whatever he could in his career is is really impressive. And then he went to China and he still balled out. But it, it sucks that his career ended the way it did. But, I mean, it's still pretty impressive for him to be a three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, 20.7 points, 3.9 rebounds, 5.36, 1.6 steals. So really doing everything. Yeah, it, it sucks that his career went the way it did um but really solid pick here just in terms of yeah those peak years were really peak where he was in the same conversation of kobe and t-mac uh we talked about jose and um him going to chino hills high and uh playing at 24 hour fitness with uh, the ball brothers but so for me the reason i remember gilbert arenas is gilbert arenas uh was supposed to go to my high school and uh he was supposed to go to Jeff and burbank and uh I think he couldn't afford it. We have no scholarships and the coach really tried to get him Cause I think Gilbert arenas, best friend was at my school on the basketball team. So he ended up going to grant and then that's where he played. And so grant, you always used to play with us. Um, but he re- became really close with uh, my basketball coach at bell Jeff. And so that game that you were talking about, Jose, I, I know exactly it was that Lakers 60 point game. Cause I remember they did. I just, I said to the guys in the chat here, but they did like a whole like LA Times thing where he was supposed to go to our high school, and it came out after he dropped sixty, <laughs> and then he actually visited our high school for like a, a game. So I just remember Gilbert arena says like the NBA star that was supposed to go to my school and like put us on the map. But I think it's uh, good that maybe that didn't happen because uh, <laughs> just the way his career went. Uh, but yeah, just, well you know uh, no, I mean
0: he could have gone to like UCLA <laughs> or USC instead of going to Arizona exactly school, you never know so
1: yeah it's, yeah so Gilbert Arenas is always someone that I'm gonna remember it's just wild but uh yeah just,
0: is, he, but... is he agent zero a- he's agent oh zero. Yeah, yeah, agent agent zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah agent zero yeah we got so um I like him anyway he's a likable guy um and so the next pick I want I need a big I don't know how many good centers are left so I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop up DeAndre Jordan here with my next pick um i know we did the clippers draft recently he's probably like the best player ever on the clippers uh so, <laughs> so he's like a he's like a, a second third fourth round pick here in the second round draft but you know i'm getting someone obviously can lead the league in rebounds you know an all defensive guy he was that you know he has a first team all nba i think a couple third team maybe um his free throw shooting has improved he's just a solid center you know he's big he can defend, he can rebound. Even now, you know, he can rebound on the nets and, and, and give you things. Right. So, um, I think he's a solid center. He's way better than, you know, they were able to run that big three with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Deandre Jordan, because they were able to get him in the second round and he's able to dominate. So, um, he's my next pick here. He's also left-handed. I was, you know, I know, I don't think Arenas is left-handed. So I'm bummed out that I'm not going to build my all left-handed, you know, team here, but Um, We're at least going to have three or four guys left-handed on this group. So happy to draft him here and get a center.
1: I didn't have him on my draft board because I knew I was going to get a big um, with the way things kind of shook up. But I can understand you going with him in light of what you just said. There's not much centers here left. Uh, So he's one of my honorable mentions towards the end, but I didn't have him. But I understand the pick here. That, That makes a lot of sense.
2: Guys, does that mean Hassan Whiteside goes undrafted again? <laughs> oh man! I mean, are there other bigs? I, I'm like... not even, uh, I, he's not even on my honorable mentions. I saw is... him, I was like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's good, good, good pick, Taylor. He's probably the best. He's he is the apologies, apologies. to Hassan Whiteside, he's the best setter available. I mean, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are hoping he's still got it in him because they they think he's valuable enough for that to be their big three.
0: Yeah, they said Jared Allen wants Clint Capella money. He wants like five-year, ninety million. So you know, good luck. You know, you know, best of luck to you. DeAndre Jordan's gonna be all you got.
1: (laughs) Who knows? He might be coaching too. He might be one of the coaches. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, it's a good point. All right, Jose, you have uh, Nikola and Dennis Rodman. Who's joining you all? Um,
2: I need a wing. Uh, I think I can get some guards later on. So I'm going to go more for fit. But I also think he's just a really good player, too. Um, I'm play- I'm going to pick Chris Middleton. He's been uh, Milwaukee's second-best player. I know they've struggled in the playoffs, but he's a good defender. He's a good 3 and D guy. Uh, this season, he averaged almost 21 points a game, five rebounds, and four assists. So, um, and he's a guy you could put on your best player defensively. I mean, he's not an elite. I don't think he's an elite, elite defender, but he's a he's competent enough defender, and but he's a he's a good comp- complimentary player. So he's good. I think he's going to fit well with uh, Rodman and Jokic.
0: What? oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I don't, I don't hate the pick. I didn't realize he was drafted by the Pistons. I was like, oh, you know, he got drafted by the Pistons. He wasn't like a lifer there. Was so was he traded? Do we know? Like, I didn't, I didn't do too much. Uh, no, was think, he traded, think... there or, or do they let him go?
2: Oh, let me see. I got, I have his stuff out right now.
0: But he's good. I mean, obviously, he's got a lot of money because of what he can do. He's been, you know, I think he's been also at least two to three times recently in a row. And he's part of that big two that the Bucks have, where I think if they can get that big three, which, like a lot of these other teams, you know, they obviously, they might translate into more playoff success. But yeah, he's a baller. He's one of the best scorers. Yeah.
2: He was traded by Detroit with Brandon Knight and Vlacheslav Kratzvov. <laughs> to Milwaukee for Brandon Jennings. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Like I mean, he, yeah.
1: That sounds like a Middle Eastern villain in a video. Game. A that was like the beginning that. of the end for Brandon Knight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Knight is someone I remember. Yeah, no, his story's so weird. I feel like I think Chris Middleton was like in the G League and he didn't even do that well. Yeah. Uh, and then for him to go from that to this year, I think he was on pace to join the 50-40-90 club. He, yeah, he did it super efficient, yeah, cuz of covid. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he was averaging 21 points a game, which is a career high. And, uh, yeah, he's he's never scored more and at a higher efficiency than, than he did this year, uh, an all-star. And I think when when you see Giannis kind of take the bench, you've seen Chris Middleton kind of step in and, and score. And, and, I, and I just keep going back to uh, the game that they did beat the Heat um, in that series where Chris Middleton just went off, man, and, and balled out. Um, and was just yeah. not going to let the team lose that was super impressive yeah. and uh i can he just see... wish
2: that he could you just wish he could do more of that right like if he could yeah. do that more consistently or take another leap like that
1: but and i think he, i think I, I'm, I'm hoping to see that this year i do think like jose he's later on my on my draft board because i, I do think that to your point i think it, it can kind of his career can almost go two ways like i think what i saw glimpses of in, the, in that heat game, i feel like he if he can translate that and be really that number two for for Giannis, I think we're going to look at him totally differently. I think right now he's, they're almost paying him to be that. But I feel like for a lot of folks who are, who are outside of the Bucks, we're like, ah, we just don't know. Uh, you know, because a lot of the conversation with Giannis is like, well, Giannis doesn't have anybody still, or like, he doesn't have a number two. He doesn't have a team. So I feel like I, I I'm really interested to see what Middleton does here. Some of it I know is unfair to him, but I think I, I really do want to see that assertiveness, con- assertiveness continue. Jose, I, I agree with you.
0: S- similar to Jokic with your team, like in a couple years, your team might look really good, right? If Middleton and Jokic continue to like get better and be like these multi-time all stars, they'll, they'll look better um, than maybe now where they have their careers haven't been able to play out. Maybe like some of these other guys, where you kind of know, oh, that's what they are.
1: All right, so it looks like I'm next here. Um, man, I got some tough decisions. You guys threw me for a loop here. But you know what? I'm going to go with a uh, 12 seasons in the NBA type guy. Another guy from the 86 draft with Rodman. He's a four-time all-star, four-time all-NBA, and he is Mark Price. I'm going to go with Mark Price here for my point guard position. Average 15.2 points per game, 2.6 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 1.2 steals. Second rounder out of Georgia Tech. Um, He's one of the greatest shooters the NBA has ever seen he has the second best free throw shooting percentage ever. And I think when, when he was with the Cavs, just the value he added to that team, he was a floor general. Um, and he was the second player after Larry bird and only one of eight players to join the 50, 40, 90. So we just talked about Middleton almost being close. Mark price actually did that. Um, he won the three point contest in 93, 94. Um, he also played on the U S men's basketball team, a uh, gold medal in the 1994 FIBA world championship. And so just a guy who is consistent was able to split the double team. Just a lethal shooter, a really solid pick for me here, and and so I, I like Mark Price here with my next pick.
2: Danny, I must admit that I uh, didn't go that far back in my uh, in my second round
1: draft. Yeah, come on, Danny! Uh, well, you're, you're making us look far. you're
0: making you're making us look bad, Danny. Like with the Mark with this, Price, uh, good pick. Well, this is good You can't say
1: you didn't go that far. You drafted Dennis Rodman. It's in the same draft. Right, that's true <laughs> you're like touche it's a good pick <laughs> good, danny, point, good it's a, point
0: it's a good pick <laughs> you got me there <laughs> yeah danny you saved us from him going undrafted here here that would have been really bad what a shame. if you didn't go drafted but uh yeah i mean obviously I'm you know him for being for him. a great shooter yeah so he he is a one of the best shooters of all time and I, i'm actually personally
1: yeah. shocked that you didn't have him on your board taylor if you didn't this is well, like when I did uh, mean, Me and Jose, that? we talked.
0: Well, me and Jose, we said we're not going to go back too far. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried like, are they the third round, fourth round? You know, how many teams and stuff like that. So,
1: actually, I think um, the, the 86 draft had a lot of second rounders that were really good. So, I do think 86 is kind of what I might stick to. There's one other guy. Um, I didn't go too old school either, but there are some nice 86 guys that I think.
0: So you're telling us to go in there and say, Hey, come on, let's see what we can do. I mean, one of the things, I mean, these guys we talked about, they were only 24 first round picks and you know, Mark price was a 25th pick. Dennis Ron was a 27th pick. So, I mean, y'all cheating a little bit here with some of these, <laughs> oh, come on, on. here. at least the other guy you're thinking about when the forties Danny. It's so, not, I mean, it's, I, not, it's yeah. not
1: an overall pick draft Taylor. It's a second. Round
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. It's, it was a different time and things like that. So, um, But it's a good pick, Danny. I think you did well here.
1: All right. So I I have the next pick here. And I think I I would not want to leave this guy just because of I want to have guys who who know how to play make and and another versatile wing here. So, fellas, I'm going to go with a three-time NBA champ, the 1993-94 guy who was an all-rookie. He was a 95 six man. And I'm going to go with Tony Kukoc with my next pick he was the second round pick by the Chicago Bulls from Croatia. And to me, what was most impressive is he became the third scoring option uh, for the offense behind Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. Um, and he was really key in the franchise's second three P he's a 1996 NBA six men of the year. And he was really impressive. And even after, you know, that dynasty was over, he stayed and he was averaging 18.8 points per game, seven rebounds, 5.3 assists. Um, I think in terms of, not only did for the Bulls, but even you know the in terms of Croatia and the Euro League, he was uh, he had like a bunch of you know Final Four MVP awards for the Euro League. Uh, I think he won three, but just what he was able to immediately come overseas, and I know in the documentary it talks about like Jordan and uh, Pivin just giving him a hard time. So the fact that he was able to endure that and just to be that dynamic scorer, the third guy that they needed, is really impressive. I think Coach, he's still connected with the Bulls. I think mean, he's an advisor for, for Reinsdorf, the owner. Um, and he actually is in the FIBA Hall of Fame, which is really impressive. So I, I like Tony Kukoc, one of the guys that I do remember in my childhood, and I loved watching him and watching all those Bulls games after school on you know TBS. And uh, I have vivid memories of just seeing how good of a scorer he was. So I'm going to take Coach here.
0: I don't like this big Danny. I don't care. No, I'm just obviously uh, I don't think I don't think he's one of the better guys. There's some good guys that are available. Now maybe from fit you might think he fits in well.
1: I do, yeah. And maybe
0: are we counting kind of the overseas stuff? I mean, I mean that's where most of it a lot of his success has came from, outside of just right on the coattails of Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman. Uh,
1: but, but when he was my point when he was when they weren't there, he was dropping 18.8, seven rebounds, five point three assists.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so let's just you know find like your worst team like what is colin sexton averaging 18 points a game too for the, <laughs> the calves and whatnot look, uh no it's, it's not a bad thing i am
1: gilbert arenas for three years of success
0: <laughs> yeah gilbert Arenas has way better career than the Ku coach never made an all-star team he's never an all-star right
1: look 95 96 six man 93 all rookie he's definitely relevant nba champ He's oh, definitely relevant. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it.
0: Tony Kukoc is a relevant it. NBA player. Very well known. Had some big shots, some big game winners. Uh, he's a champion. You know, I'm just hating over here. Jose hasn't said anything. Jose, the, you like the pick? Was he Tony Kukoc was not on my list. Jose, was he on your list?
2: I mean, my list consisted of like 40 players. So, But Mark uh, Price but was know. also not on my list. So I don't know if that, <laughs> if that means anything. I, so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I... Maybe because I didn't like the Bulls as much growing up. So I was not that big of a fan of Tony Kukoc. I mean, he's just his name is relevant, but is he better than a PJ Tucker?
0: Yo, well, yes, come They's on. Similar. This, this, I, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> angry yeah. that you would even yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good God.
2: Is his career better than Kyle Corver?
0: Well, his career yeah, was is definitely so... better than, than those guys besides first. the championship. Just... besides besides championships. Well, Look, that's a, you gotta count the, the fact that you <laughs> said
1: PJ Tucker. Oh my gosh, and Kyle <laughs> Holber, might be better than Tune Ku coach. I'm not even gonna listen to you anymore. Let, let's move. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> to can you? He's a BC? better glue
0: guy. He's PJ Tucker's a better glue guy. He's a better <laughs> center. He's a better worker. Yeah. I was kidding. I was kidding. Even that. for you,
1: can you admit that Ku coach is better than both of those guys? For for the love of goodness. Yeah, yeah, no, he's well, Corver, It's not even close, and Corver is like, I mean, like you know that. I know. I'm just kidding. You need to go to the '90s and watch some basketball, Jose. That's ridiculous. No, no,
0: come on, Jose. He he got crazy. it. Okay, Jose, who are we going with your fourth pick here? You
1: have a uh, Jokic, Rodman, and Middleton. Who are you taking? So I think the
2: point guards are gonna. The point guard position is kind of stacked a little bit with the next pick, so I think I'm gonna save that for my last pick. Oh, you're uh, not, okay,
0: you're gonna let me pick with my point guard then? Okay,
2: yeah um yeah i i think i i'm gonna pick a guy who just had a solid career um there's he had six let me see he had six seasons where he averaged over 20 points a game peaking at 25 points a game 26 points a game um doesn't really get that much love he played all-star team once and i'm gonna stick with milwaukee again i'm gonna take michael red on my team he's a great shooter he was their best player um for several seasons i mean You have a guy who was the best player on the team. Like he was their franchise player for like three or four seasons. So Tony Kukoc was never that. Um, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just messing with you, Daddy. But yeah, I mean, to get to get to get, I mean, he he kind of has a similar like story as like um, as Chris Milton, kind of like from what they do. They're both the kind of similar positions, second round guys. Both play for the Bucks. Both can shoot the three really well. Uh, I think they'll play well together.
1: I I don't I don't like the pick I I don't know I, I don't know if there's a recency bias or I'm just looking at more guys I don't know I think there's still guys left on the board even guards that I like better than Red but mind you I'm taking I I did take point guard I I said I was taking my point guard last because they were just
0: I like a lot Red of, I so. like where he's left-handed he's one of the best left-handed players of all time he is better than Kukoc
1: I don't think that's debatable he's Are you like so, a better career-wise player. you're saying Michael Red has a better career than Tony coach.
0: If I'm like drafting for my team and I want to know who's a
1: better player, I'm not that's not I'm what I'm asking you. you. Who has a better career? Basketball okay, well, life. who's
0: a better career? Robert, well, Robert Ori, or you know, like you can you have to blend the two, right? We already had our Derek Fisher debate like a couple podcasts back here, <laughs> right? That's Where that's you right. all been like value that I just, and stuff. I don't you know, I don't, I don't know if it's
1: a given that Michael Red is better than Tony Kukoc. coach. That's all I'm saying. Can you
0: you said
2: you had, um,
1: okay, other I could say okay, other, that's guy, uh, other that's guys, fair. Danny? Who do you think was better
2: shooting career wise? Like, yeah, career wise.
1: Then Michael Red. I think Monte Ellis, who's still on
2: the board. I think that was. I don't know, even though that's true with Monte. Just I like. I think Goran Dragic. Well, Goran Dragic might have been my pick. I'm just saying that because of the whole. I'm just waiting to get my point. Oh, card. You're, just, really? you're, just, you're just
1: wanting ideas. Like, I'm not going to give you any more ideas. I'm just saying, there are guys on here. Jeff Hornacek. I don't know there's a lot of shooting guards that i think might have been better than red i like red better than hornacek just my opinion so I, yeah i think that that's missing like hornacek like we talked about him with the suns dude like he was with incredible. The, yeah we said about the. yeah i don't know maybe maybe yeah i don't i don't know i just think it's hard for me also to analyze guys who maybe were good for like just a few years and just burned out maybe i just like the consistency more i don't know
2: man sorry they burned out
1: in like tearing their knees (laughs) (laughs) give the guy some credit (laughs) okay he's okay all right taylor who do you have next uh ginobili arenas and deandre Jordan.
0: i wanted you all to keep chat talking so i could try to think through you know what i was gonna do here we could keep talking (laughs) no well i do i do know what i want to do for actually i'm actually really surprised that this player is still available he was in my top five like top five like players uh so i'm going with paul Millsap here yeah i figured it so yeah you're i can't I, i'm surprised then you know i know you 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 both took bigs, so i mean i think a lot of it is probably has to do with that but Millsap's good like so i actually sort of knew Millsap when he came out because i was like hey this guy leads the league in, in rebounding every year in college and i was like hey it's always good to be a really good rebounder and i think i think when i was in school leon poe was like you know, he was like cow, like, you know, this guy's the best player and he was a great rebounder, but Paul Millsap was like, he's always leading the league. So it's always good to draft someone who's good, but obviously he's been way more than just a rebounder. You know, he's, you know, he did make a second team all NBA, you know, defensive team, four time all-star in a row. Right. He had some really good years with the Hawks. He couldn't get through LeBron, but he's good. It's like an underrated, really solid, really good player. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I picked Paul Millsap. It's my guy.
2: Yeah, so um I felt like I couldn't pair Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap together <laughs> they, they
0: are They're paired already. together. They're paired together now. They're I doing know. well.
2: But it's interesting that you picked uh Paul Millsap over the guy that Utah decided to uh keep instead of him, which was uh, Carlos Boozer cuz you know, yeah. cuz he was there in Utah, he was their backup and they decided to To invest more in Boozer. I mean, they already were invested in Boozer, I guess. So they couldn't really afford Millsap in Atlanta. But I feel like Millsap's had a better
1: career than Carlos Boozer. Yeah, I think what's interesting about Millsap that I didn't realize, but um, in 2006, people thought he might steal the rookie of the year. But Brandon Roy ended up winning it. But Millsap led all rookies in double doubles. Uh, and he was just a really I, solid player. And he, and he was coming
2: off the bench, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. if he's playing behind Carlos Boozer.
1: Yeah, he was super crazy. good. I, I think that the thing that I'm always going to remember him by, and I really like the pick. Maybe this is a, another reason why I really like it here. The way he really brought, like, a certain level of, like, attitude to the Denver Nuggets in their run this year. And I think, to me, the turning point against the Clippers was in Game 5. And, and I think a lot of people attribute it, and even Millsap does, where uh, he got into a fight with Morris and Morris said something, and that pissed off uh, Paul Millsap because I think they got called soft, and so yeah. they started playing hard. And then that Millsap scored 14 of his 17 points in the third quarter, and it brought down the lead to seven in the fourth, and that was Game Five. So basically, the season was wrapped up. They were down huge. Millsap leads that run, and then the Nuggets win, and then they just keep winning. So people say like that's where the whole series turned. So I think uh, for Millsap to be a veteran but still have that type of impact on a team, you- you've seen his game develop. He can shoot the outside shot now. Uh, so I really like Millsap. I think uh, another guy who's- whose stats are not bad at all, 14 points, 7.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1- 1.3 steal, 1 block. You- Jose, I know you like that when someone fills out the stats like that. So for him to have stats that are super impressive, even now as a veteran, he can kind of contribute those same numbers um, is, really- is really good. So I, I like Millsap here.
0: I don't know what to do with my last pick guys. I just feel like there's all these guys I want to pick and the guy I really want to pick is probably like the the, the worst like um, okay, so I got to pick someone here. We'll be here all night. So I'm going to go with Maurice cheeks as my guard here with uh, my last pick. And there's a lot of different ways I could go. I wanted to go with a guard here. I think there might have been definitely better scores, but I wanted someone who could defend. So, you know, I got a four-time All-Star, four-time, you know, All-NBA type guy. And First of all, I mean, I know him for being more of a coach than a player just because I didn't watch him that much. But, you know, running with, I think, Dr. J and Moses Malone, right? When they won that championship in 83. um, You know, obviously, I'm getting someone who's an NBA champion, which, you know, a lot of my guys outside of Manu are not champions. (laughs) So I probably need a little bit more championship, you know, experience here with this group. You know, there might be some better guys out there, but I just feel like when I'm thinking about you know, there's a lot of really good defensive players who were drafted in the second round. I want to go with Mo Cheeks. And so, you know, he's going to be my starting point guard. And uh, that's my that's my last choice. That's my last round out my team here.
1: I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know you were talking about not going old school. That went more old school than 86. But <laughs> <laughs> so I we talking about? Yeah, I, I, did, I, did, I, I, I think he was someone on my list. But I think to me, when I talked to you guys about how soon are you going to do it? I was like, you know, I think they're going to pick Rodman. So I might stick like eighty six and up, but you guys, yeah, this was a curveball to me. So I don't have Mo Cheeks on my thing, but I, I think he's worthy. He's 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 definitely has the accolades to be here. I don't know if there like I think there's other guys that maybe I thought you would go for. Like I mentioned, some of the shooting guards available still, um, and I think there's like three that I think you might have gone with. So I'm a little surprised. A lot of
0: good guards. I thought about Goron, although Jose mentioned him. So if he really wants them, I didn't want to take him for him. Wow. um there's also some other lefties um but we once you guys finish the draft i'll tell you who i really wanted to take if you didn't take him
1: no yeah i was it's not it's not a bad pick i'm just more surprised by it is is what i'm saying sure
0: jose who you going with
1: man you left Dragic there for me
2: but i feel like that's just like recency bias because like watching him in the playoffs where, like I feel like he was just really amazing. But I feel like I just got to go with the guy I really – one of my favorite players growing up. I'm going to take Nick Van Nexel. Um, and his years with the Lakers, years with the the, the Nuggets, even with his years at Dallas, like, he was solid, great point guard, great handles. Um, I remember – I think it was his, his game winner against Boston. I think it was Boston. I don't know if you can correct me there, Danny, but he had his crazy game winner against Boston. Um I mean, he was one of the four All Stars with the Lakers when we had uh, Kobe, Shaq, and Eddie Jones. Um, I was just a big fan at the time when I was young. I don't under I didn't understand why we traded him, um, but I get it. Uh, if, uh, <laughs> uh, if I get it, we went championships, but I didn't understand at the time. But uh, um, yeah, his favorite player, uh, one of my favorite players. I like him a lot.
1: Pretty sure I still have my Nick Van Exel jersey from when I was
0: a kid. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna pick, yeah. Jose. That's my guy. I was gonna pick him. That's what I was talking about. So, I I love the pick. He's left-handed. He's like one of the Lakers' favorite players, even though like he's not even like the top twenty, like like impact. But everyone always talks about Nick Van Exel. Uh, he's one like, of the he's one of the yeah. in
2: between Lakers, right? Like the Cedric Sabalas, Eddie Jones, Devoe. Like we don't we don't, we didn't even draft these guys. No, but... but they
0: love Van Exel. There's a love for Van Exel that yeah. even those guys don't have.
1: He had a swagger, um, yeah. like he had a swagger about him. I don't know if he's, I like it. It's so hard for me as a Laker fan. I well, yeah, he was. So I
0: don't know. If there guys was... left. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's so why I didn't rough. pick him. I didn't pick him because I didn't think he's as good as some of these other guys, like like Dragic, like Hornacek, um, like some of these others. But um from like a likability, I like the pick. But I'm, I'm also, I, I guess, I can well, see where Daniel yeah. But as far as
2: career track, I mean, you're saying Dragic, right? I i mean i'm saying
1: i'm saying drawkish i'm saying horn i'm saying montai ellis like they're all better than an excel
0: well i will let's slowly roll in monta ellis come on
1: dude i know i I hate monta ellis too but like dude come on (laughs)
0: well Well, danny are you drafting him who are you who's your last pick here
1: i don't know because yeah, okay so then Jose, it's, the it's a
0: good pick then it's a good pick he, i again, mean he i don't even know
2: and, and with Van next um, it's, it's not talking, because i don't know yeah, and he, it's hard yeah he's talking so he's, he's he's talking about like guys like oh who who only had like a good period well, I like of, like I, four or five I, years like van exo was good for like his whole career like he was solid so
0: um what about IT? I mean, Isaiah Thomas, right? Like, he's he's better I, than Monta Ellis, right, Danny? Come on, At his peak, I, I know, right? I'm, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> Monta saying, had, had the question too.
1: is, is he better than Axel because he's still on the board? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, that's I, like, even, even with when you on you're that. talking about consistency of Monta Ellis, it's like he averaged, like, over 13 points per game for 12 years, like. But as far as uh, what did that contribute to
2: winning? I just, like, he was always on losing teams.
1: <laughs> That's what you're trying Van Exo for for championships. You just made that argument. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. You yeah, know, yeah, you, you, you love Van Exel. It was okay, my first leg. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Look, I... I... <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. It's all right. Like, as far you as guys, team you fit, guys just threw curveballs at me. I wasn't expecting that. As
2: far as team fit, I feel like Dragic would have fit well with my team. <laughs> just like so... But I don't know. I, I just want to go... Uh, all these guys, my, guys are left-handed,
0: guys. too. Danny, they're all left-handed. Van Exel... Isaiah Thomas, yeah, but like this not a left-handed like, draft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the second lefties are getting discriminated oh, I against. I didn't get the draft. memo
1: that this is a left-handed draft. That's why people
0: don't like Harden because he's left-handed. They don't, they can't see the greatness because they got their bias. All right, anyway, here I'm, I'm, I'm going to
1: let off. I'm almost going to let you guys. Which one will you talk less crap about here? All right, so I'm thinking Dragic, Hornacek, and Monta Ellis. The other Hall of Famer that I had that I was thinking about going more old school was Alex English, but I already have enough forwards. But Alex English is a Hall of Famer, and his his career was amazing. Um, so I have three forwards here that I'm not going to use: Alex English, Richard Lewis, and Boyan Bogdanovich. I think are really impressive. But uh, it's to me, it's between Gordon Drogic, Hornacek, and Monta Ellis. So I don't know. I don't know who's who's the better fit here. Um... I wish you didn't draft Jamon Green. Why? So could, yeah, I didn't. You, I you, mean, could, you could draft Alex the all whi- wh-
2: you, you could draft the all white team. <laughs> <laughs> wait
1: if you get hordis should i go for diversity and take Monte ellis
0: ellis is the one else is not as good as those other guys
1: yeah i'm not that big a fan of Monte ellis as you no i'm then. not a big fan of him either but i think he, he really no has he's, not
0: as as Hornet, he's not as good as horn he's not as good as dragon he's not as good as Isaiah thomas
1: those guys I agree. are all bad. yeah you know even though they booed joe Lacob on his behalf uh I is agree. he better than Richard lewis
0: yeah Remember we did that. Yeah, Richard I Lewis so. wasn't even in the Orlando Sentinels like, like <laughs> yeah. bracket. Remember that? <laughs> you know,
1: what about, I, I, what about I,
2: Cliff I, Robinson? I, I, well, we like I, Cliff. I'm, we love
1: I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Goran Dragic. I think he's he's a good choice here. Um, <laughs> I, I think to to Jose, if you wanted some consistency, I think Goran has showed that consistency um, yeah. as a player He's always been solid. Uh, whether it's Houston and even um, the impact he had on the Heat this season was clear. Um, especially in that in that Celtic series, you really saw him really ball out and have. He was so impressive, you know. They they stopped playing, you know, uh, none. So I think for me, his veteran leadership, especially in this young roster, and to lead them to the NBA Finals with that winning culture was really impressive. The fact that he made the All Star team seventeen eighteen, um, and the fact that his absence was just you know significantly missed in the NBA Finals, and I think that made it easier for for the Lakers. It it sucked to not have him there because I think the the it would have been way more competitive because Drogic just meant so much uh, to the team. And so his career stats are great. He's always a solid guy. And so for me to get another guy who's just really consistent on this team and smart, um, I think it's a good pick here with my last pick. So I'm taking Drogic.
0: Yeah, it's a solid pick. And he might be the starting point guard for the Lakers next year. So <laughs> uh so that would be fun if it's him and you get to root for him and you picked him here. Um yeah, I think I he's wish. a solid player.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, let's recap our teams. Tell me what you all think. Let's go with Taylor first. You have Manu Ginobili, Gilbert Arenas, DeAndre Jordan, Paul Millsap, and Maurice Cheeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a solid group. I, I think I'm I'm happy I got Paul Millsap so late, I think. And then obviously getting Manu with the first pick, Maurice is just an iconic guy. But uh, I think both of your other teams, I think you both drafted really well as well. So, um I think it's a solid team. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't have a strong feeling of it one way or the other. Is yeah. is,
1: is your point going to be Gilbert?
0: Yeah. I mean, no. I think. Well, Mochik's, I mean, they can right? all bring it up. Cheeks can bring it up. Arenas can bring it up. Right. I mean, I think I want the ball in Arenas' hands a lot to score. Um, and then also, but Manu can. Be, you know, Manu can be like that guy too, right? So you know, we can do a lot of different things. We can shoot all right. You know. You know, with Ginobili and Arenas. And Millsap, you know, they can space pretty well. And then Jordan, he can be my, you know, he can dunk yeah. and he can do those things in rebound. So there's they got some good versatility where we can do the things like in the modern NBA. Um, so I, th- I think they fit well and they defend they're all really good defenders, um, be outside of arenas. So um I think it's a good group.
2: I mean, it's modern NBA for sure. Like, um, you're spacing the floor because you're not really, you don't really have a, a post up guy, um, but your 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 front court defenders are really good with Millsap and Jordan, so that's exciting.
1: All right, Jose, you have Jokic, Rodman, Chris Middleton, Michael Red, and Nick Van Exel.
2: Yeah, some great shooting on my team. Uh, besides Dennis Rodman, um, Jokic will be able to find them. Um, Maybe Dragic fits a little better on my team than Nick next Nexel, but uh, <laughs> hey, he can explode for a, team. Uh, I
0: higher, like your two. I don't know how they—they don't. I don't know how they fit.
1: Five seed, Jose.
0: Yeah, they, I don't know <laughs> no if they. I don't know way. if they together.
1: <laughs> it's a solid five seed <laughs> in the East. <laughs> <laughs> it, it
2: its just Dennis Rodman there. Just throws it, throws it all off. No, so Dennis then. is
1: good. Don't
2: don't. No, I know. As far as the chemistry wise, I think Michael Red and Chris Milton. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be solid with with Jokic. It's gonna be a
1: good team. And I, and look, and I underestimated Michael Red. To be fair to you, I, I looked at Michael Red. I think Isaiah
0: Thomas. Honest. I think Isaiah Thomas would have fit really well on that team.
1: I just can't um, get over Isaiah. It's just like he had that one season. That's it.
0: I was more than one, right? He did have like two or seasons, oh, at least two or three. Come on. He was really good at Washington. He's hit some big shots. Yeah. He's a good player. And now and he's guy... on
1: Twitter like, guys, I can ball. Yeah. Someone let me on your team. No,
0: he, they threw <laughs> him to the ground. They made him play with like a bum hip. Would
1: you take him on the Rockets?
0: Well, no, he's not the same guy. They ruined him. I mean, the
1: Celtics <laughs> hey, made him play. We'll talk about who we didn't pick and uh, maybe our second. six bad. I just think play. he would
0: pl- he would be a better fit yeah. like at his peak than, than Van Axel all so, right yeah
1: all right so i have draymond uh marcus all mark price tony kukoc and goran Dragic as my team uh yeah. i like the fit I, I think i i i like that i have a bunch of efficient smart players on my team so i feel like there's a significant high basketball iq amongst
0: oh yeah because he drives all I mean, white guys danny is that why jeez <laughs> just kidding
1: let the white yeah. guy take yeah. it to race. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Look at the white guy bringing race into it. <laughs> I mean,
0: well, Dr- Draymond's the smartest guy on that group, anyway. So yeah, I, I think we would all agree with that. but And
1: no. you know, maybe it's because they're European; they're not American. Yeah, Look at that—you have three Europeans on that team. So that's true. That's a you know, that's a great just point. Just the math and stem really, systems are better over there.
2: Yeah, your defense might suffer, and like you don't really have wings because,
1: like, Mark you Price defense and, might suffer. Yeah, yeah, you have Mark Price defensive-
0: and Gordon Dragic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have two Defensive Player of the Year's back there to protect the rim. It's okay.
2: Yeah, Marcus yeah. Yeah. Gasol didn't even make the all-defensive teams when he won Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, okay. Good call-out, All Jose. right, LeBron.
2: <laughs> hey, But here's the thing. Nice, here's the thing. Nice you, 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 drafted, you, you drafted two points. Put cars, some respect and- on his name, Jose. You draft a two-point guard, then you draft a Tony Kukoc, who's more like a power forward than a small forward. So you really don't have wings that can guard, like shooting guard or small forwards. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, look, honestly, listening to Jose talk makes me think I drafted the best team. Jose, I <laughs> love that. Thank you. Yeah, Danny has some good players, but yeah, like he doesn't have good wings. He's got no wings, right? I have Draymond. Yeah, it's okay. He's not <laughs> a wing. <laughs> <Dude,
1: laughs> he's, he's the most versatile player for a reason. It's okay. Tony Kuko, they're both versatile. They can make Tony shots. Kukos. Kukos. <laughs> Jose, I think you need to go YouTube after this <laughs> and research Tony Kuko. We watched the Last Dance, Danny.
0: Danny, we watched the Last Dance uh, we, with the go Dream watch Team. Tony and get back to me. All I don't right.
2: think you know who Tony Kuko is. All right, all right, all right, Danny. Let me do, uh, help you redeem yourself. Uh, if you got, if you took talking guy, about
1: Tony Kukoc like he's Brian Scalabrini over here. If, you, out if
2: here. you took, if you took another guy left on the field, who who do you think would fit well on your team? um
1: well it, just, it depends just, on just, what guy just, you're asking
0: just it, real quickly just like, are there any good wings left are there yeah any I, wings
1: I, that I, have? well i don't know alex english is one that i told yeah. you all about richard trevor Lewis, trevor Riza. uh yeah he's okay um I might i like, help I I, I like boyan, I boyan is not. still on the board boyan bogdanovich i think would be good if you're going more recent here's some of the old school guys i have steve kerr rick mahorn uh calvin yeah. murphy world will be free bill charman Tiny Archibald, Willis Reed. There's some Hall of Famers there. Cliff Robinson, yeah. Cedric. Some Cibales. of them are
0: too Some of those are like. Uh, isn't uh, like Willis Reed? Wasn't he the eighth pick, though, Danny? Like, look, I mean, have you have like some of that stuff on Willis Reed was like really intense, like where. He was the eighth overall pick in the 1964 draft. So, I mean, like some of these things, like, I mean, sometimes yeah. where it's like second and that, round. That,
1: and that's why I didn't go. I think it's just honorable mention of second round. Yeah. So you're Mark Price, yeah. Dennis Robin. Quote, you guys unquote. you
0: guys couldn't get a, a better team than me, even cheating with your drafts to get these players. 86 were, was already close.
1: <laughs> Relax. All right. New school. I, I put, you know, Carlos Boozer, Jose talked about Taylor. You talked about Isaiah, uh, Kyle Korver, Danny Green, Trevor Reza, Malcolm Brogdon was one that we probably left out. Another guy, Boyan, we talked about. Lou Williams was another one. Spencer Dinwiddie, Um, too. Yeah. Yeah, But those
0: guys aren't better than some of the guys we drafted. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So I don't think we really left anyone out that's like one, like more modern that that we should have left. Or we should have. I don't think
0: there were any bad picks. Yeah. I don't think there were any picks where I'm like, no, I would not have picked
1: that person. If, maybe if Nick, maybe one, if Nick Van Exel. I
0: don't know. Maybe no, uh,
1: Yeah. Maybe Tony Kukoc. <laughs> maybe Tony <laughs> Kukoc. It's yeah. insane that you guys are <laughs> doing it, re-smirching the name of Tony Kukoc. It, it, right? If,
2: if if our teams weren't front loaded in our fun court, I think a guy like PJ Brown would have been a good pick on our team just for.
0: Well, um, where's PJ Tucker? Was he second round?
2: Second round. Yeah. PJ, PJ Tucker was second
0: round. I can't believe no, Danny. You should have picked PJ Tucker.
1: I'm not DJ Tucker yeah, PJ Tucker
0: Kukoc. would make your team better <laughs> than Tony Kukoc. Uh,
1: look, Dan, after, Danny, if you put I'm PJ Tucker on your team, your podcast, team would be better. All I'm going to do on this podcast is send you all Tony Kukoc highlight videos because this is I will not accept this. This is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: Danny, we I told you we watched the first the last dance. We saw Danny. What we could send team, highlight videos did, of all yeah. these
2: players. We could we could find good Tony Kukoc highlights. We could find good highlights of any player. You know, like, yeah. RJ Barrett know.
0: did he average 18 points? Julius Randle probably averaged more than 18 points a game with the Knicks last year, right? I mean, like, is he as good as Julius Randle?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not based on points. <laughs> I just think Tony Kirk Coach was so dynamic in that Bulls. Like, you said
0: he averaged 18 points a game without Jordan and Pippen, like it was some big deal. Jerry Krause just loved him, right?
1: Yeah, they, well, they finished eighth. In the central division, which is last, so pretty yeah,
0: bad. but the like central, Look,
1: like, I forgive him because Tim Floyd was his coach. So that's not even fair. Tim Floyd yeah. is terrible.
0: Hey, Tim Floyd had some good years with SC, right? Stop it! God, stop. You,
1: you know, <laughs> oh, stop it!
0: I just remember when he threw the paper and they gave him the T in the the tournament.
1: Yeah. And stuff then we like also that. got caught for cheating.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. All that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, any last thoughts here, fellas? Put some respect on Nick Van Exel's name. All right.
0: Van Exel's better yeah. than Coach. I think we could agree with that, Jose, right? Okay, I think that's my last thought. Van Exel greater than <laughs> Kukoc. Unde- un- and my first
1: Laker jersey was Nick Van Exel. I don't know why you guys are forcing me to talk ill about Nick Van Exel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but that, that's that's ludicrous. Right. He's made an
2: all-star team so that you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's because all these Lakers. fans. He has as
0: many all-defensive teams as Marcus <laughs> saw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right well with that uh thank you all for for joining us we really appreciate you taking the time again to to listen to the podcast as always uh we would really appreciate it if you would follow us on instagram and on twitter for instagram we are at with the first pick podcast that's first with one st uh on twitter it's first pick nba pod uh we'd love for you to follow us on that and another thing that would really help us is if you would leave a review on apple itunes that helps us get the podcast out more. Thank you again for joining us and uh, we appreciate it again and we will see you next time.